Warning, this chapter of Distance Nerding was recorded live, which means there may be strong language, unsuitable for children, and unusual humor, which may be unsuitable for everyone who claims to be human. Parental discretion is advised. Cancel the audio yeah. on you guys. I heard it. I heard it. Now. Yeah. I heard <laughs> Good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in. You, I mean, it's not just tuning in. You guys, it's Tuesday. You know what that means? It's Taco Tuesday. You are now watching and listening and experiencing the distance nerding experience. Part of the Comic Con Radio Podcast family experience. <laughs> okay yeah. he's the god of fonts fours he's loki gator young phil he's insert ob old asian guy joke here jamas 5000 <laughs> and he's classic costume loki should do and <laughs> we're here to, to nerd, nerd together, together. nailed it nailed it for the 148 I think oh I, I think actually the best part of that is me and Fours actually said nailed it together, nailed it. <laughs> where none of us said we're here to nerd together together. Look, we got something right. That's all that matters. <laughs> it's great. I, I, I'm okay with it. It's fine. It's all right. We weren't talking about anything pop culture, news, movies, food, music, wrestling, comics, comic cons, whatever you're nerding out on. We want to talk about. Now, guys, it. follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Threads, YouTube, Discord, all all the places that exist at distance nerding and of course if you guys are interested in shooting us an email as we do have one here tonight email us at everyone's favorite place to email in existence james you want to say it it's it's dist so uh how's everybody doing is everybody uh going good, no, good, just, yeah. good real good actually four. had tacos tonight oh that's awesome Ooh, nice ready Taco for some nice. today yeah. yeah ready for cons and, and and tacos and yeah. nerding at aol.com you know what Ooh. james's delivery is just as good as mine on that so we're gonna we're gonna continue <laughs> if not this. better yeah, if not better <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so guys, let's get right into it. Uh, it is time to talk about what's on deck. So this week on deck, we've got the Geek End Update. LA Comic Con, we coming. Oh, and we coming. And we coming. Indeed. Don't coming, make it weird. Just we com coming. Coming where? <laughs> whatever Whatever we do, just clean it up when we're done. Starting rumors. Is Destiny getting into the gaming uh, game? The gaming <laughs> game game. Could be. You know? The hesitation in that line was the greatest. <laughs> Of course, uh, the download. Daredevil is getting born again, again. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, ending the show, we've got uh, the breakdown. We're breaking down Breaking Bad with the Loki series. Breaking we are low-key with Loki. Let's go. Ooh, that's a good line. That's a good line. I dig that one right there. Of course, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, before we get into all of that. Uh, book first. Book first. Let me get a shout out. 
Shout out to Poddex. In fact, this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. If you're a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement or, I don't know, even need a, a wet wipe, level up with <laughs> Poddex and check out poddex.com. Use code NERDING10 for 10%. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, NERDING10. Yeah. NERDING10 that, for 10% off. That's, that's, that's more content for the... Uh, for the distance nerding only fans there it is <laughs> <laughs> oh god force and as always we need to give the biggest shout out to dubby Dubby is an emerging brand of energy drinks created to help focus, concentration, reaction time with no jitters or crash. There's no maltodextrin, sugar, fillers, artificial colors, or dyes, and it's keto-friendly. Dubby contains Neurofactor, a nootropic derived from the coffee fruit. Neurofactor helps give your brain focus and clarity, while the 150 milligrams of caffeine and three essential B vitamins help you stay alert and energized. So you can find out more at Dubby. Gg and don't forget to utilize the code nerding ten for ten percent off at your chat. Excuse me, what? What do I just like? Not even exist here? What the hell, young man? No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. You don't need me this week. Go ahead. Go go back to your show, young man. I, I'll I'll see you guys in a week. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Sorry, master. Bye, Roshi. See ya. We offend. We offended Roshi. Why would you offend Roshi? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This guy thinks he's some kind of voice actor now or something what a dick <laughs> how how do you offend the most offensive character in anime <laughs> well he found a way bastards <laughs> oh god finds a way so yeah. good life uh, but there's a white man there's a way oh. finds a way <laughs> uh so with that being said uh flavors gentlemen give me give me flavors what are we gonna what are we doing hmm I would say something with Mongo. All right. So I'm about to have right. a Mongo Ultra Fiesta Monster Energy drink. Oh, yeah. Ooh, uh, oh, my God. Not, not James, what? It's like, do we need to go ahead and have 911 on standby for your diabetic <laughs> coma? Uh, there's, there, it's a sugar free. For your diabetic coma? <laughs> <laughs> for your heart attack? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, and this is just for STS Wrestling in the chat. L.A. Night. Yeah. Hey, look, tonight we're tonight we're talking about low K I. Yeah. 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 All right. What, fla what flavor am I mixing it with? Uh I do not remember the option. Be your own person, bro. <laughs> okay. Uh we're gonna do We all wanna say pickle. Mix it with pickle. <laughs> that is a flavor I do not have. Uh. So I'm gonna go with Galaxy Grenade. Huh? Mixed with Phil's finger. <laughs> Always mixed with Phil's finger. Do you guys want to lick it for me? Well, James does. Oh, James. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. All right, James. Just for you. James, James. Oh, there it is. Hey, so James, question for you, man. While he's mixing up his drink, did Distance Nerding get a fan letter this week? I think they did. You know what? You know what's funny is we normally do this at the end of the show, but let's do it. Let's let's do this now. I, I like the idea of knocking this out right now. Oh no. Well, I mean, dist and snerting at AOL.com to prove that we do get fan mail. It's yeah, pretty cool. Do. do you want me to read it? I'll read it. Yeah, I'll read yeah, it. Go ahead and let's read it. Do it. You guys want me to read it? Dist 
and I think it's just supposed to pause. Am I supposed to pause? I'm pausing. Pausing. And nerding <laughs> are the best people I know. The magical combination of Phil and Jamez, but mostly Jamez. Fours, <laughs> Graveyard, Frey, do Cam, and Angel are the ultimate recipe, recipe for success and entertainment. Whether it's movies, music, wrestling, food, rumors, or anything entertainment, you guys are the absolute best. You guys are the Avengers of the Internet. Avengers of the Avengers Internet. Of I the like internet. That. I'll take, take that. I'll take that all day. Wow. That's a hell of a team. Aww. You can do this all day. All day. I, I especially day. love that incredibly sexy beast with the beard graveyard. He really boils my potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> he really boils my potatoes. He boils my potatoes. <laughs> graveyard. <laughs> that fours guy, however, he's like if you order Phil from Wish. Nice guy, though. Keep plugging away. Whoa, okay. Right, keep fucking right, away it. sincerely <laughs> some random guy on the internet who just happened to have Forza's email. What? <laughs> oh, what a dick. Hmm. What's he buying hmm. on Wish from your email? Hmm. No, He's buying a Wish probably version some, of me, Probably apparently. some potatoes to boil when he sees <laughs> Graveyard. Hmm. He really boils my potatoes. <laughs> uh, that's a good line. I like it. I like it. Uh, ten stars. Ten stars. Ten. Very ten good job, nice yeah. random guy on the internet. Well done. That is, that is totally seven uh, wish versions of Phil out of ten. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that is totally not a uh, another version of Roshi. Uh, all right. So variant. <laughs> it's a variant. It's, it's not a variant of Roshi, right? He's not a Roshi variant. You know, it, it's marginally close. Marginally. <laughs> All right, well, we, let's get All into right. this, guys, because it is now time for... I'm on the wrong screen, damn it. A four. The Geek of Listen to Distance Nerding and our second show, This just in, listen to Distance Nerding and our second show, a comic conversation via Comic-Con-Radio.com. Oh, oh, there's God. the slide. Thank That's you. Good. Oh, ah. That's good. That's good. That is good. Look for Distance Nerding, the Distance Nerding podcast, even this episode and a new comic conversation each week. Right, Young Phil? A new one every week? Every, uh, yeah. 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 On night. Yeah. <laughs> Comic-Con-Radio.com slash podcasts i'm popping it in the chat as yeah, we speak let's do that uh, we have fun around here guys everybody have fun we have fun <laughs> absolutely <laughs> good times you know we're gonna have fun we're gonna have fun in la at la comic-con december 1st through the third oh, i'm Ayo. so excited man uh we're we're ready to have some fun, man. Uh, we've been we've been at, at LA Comic Con as press for the last two years. Uh, it's our third year going in. We're 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 gonna be there with um with Comic Con Radio. We're gonna be doing our own thing. Uh, hopefully we can we can line up some good interviews. Um, you know, uh, there, there's, there's out, I was gonna hanging say, out with Project Wish upon a star. Hanging out with Project Wish, huge twenty foot booth. Hanging out with all the cosplayers <laughs> that we know out there. Uh, and then there's a there's a good chance. Uh, a chance that uh, that LeJack might come. Wow. I know. Big big event, right? Wow. 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 Yeah, we had we had a great time last time. We got the the royal treatment. 
They put us in the press room. So we had a uh, recording space all to ourselves. Um, Ardbeg, shout out to Ardbeg uh, Whiskey that we got to do some kind of activation with them. Yes, or last year. It was great. Amazing, amazing Which stuff. I, I think we got a message from somebody in regards to Ardbeg from last year. I got I to gotta look through our, our, our messages again because I thought I saw something, but I couldn't find it. Ooh. So many people message us. Even Force messages us. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Yeah, it was great. After yeah. parties and uh, improv shows. I mean, we hung Rob out with Paulson. That we, was great. We hung out with Coy Jondro for a little bit, um, which still haven't been able to get him on the show. But he like he we hung out with legitimately hung out with him at the Ardbeg uh, event. He's a busy guy. He's a guy. Yeah. So LA Comic Con, December 1st through the 3rd, down at whatever they call the convention center now. What, Hooray. What's what's hey, what is that woo. convention center now? It's because uh, it's not it's across the street from what used to be crypto arena which is no longer crypto arena what is it now i have no idea it used to be mm. the staple center mm. cryptid arena no i'm kidding <laughs> how quick crypto comes and goes mm-hmm. all right let's dive into this oh <laughs> hey james james i forgot i i need to ask you a very important question yes have you been starting rumors recently <laughs> nice transition it's like you know me it's i, like I have like i started it. a rumor today well, let's 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 actually get to the uh, the the thing here. If it'll let me move it, there we go. Let's go. I don't know where to get in their nose, but I'm not mad if tonight it comes through. Oh, let's got some rumors. I wanna start some rumors with you, with you, with you. I wanna start some rumors with you. All right. A new report from Bloomberg claims that Walt Disney Company potentially has an interest in purchasing video game publisher Electronic Arts, EA Sports. It's in the game. I, I don't know how I feel about this. I Because I, so, I can see that, like, you know, Disney's for a long time has said that they want all their games to be in-house. Mm-hmm. And and then they started contracting EA to do uh, Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are you trying to come back to, oh, we want to continue doing things in-house? Especially with, uh, I, I don't think we're reporting on this, but, you know, it, it, it was confirmed this week that uh, Microsoft is buying out uh, Activision. It's it's actually going through. Yeah. Activision no Blizzard, kidding. Yeah. It's fi- it's getting finalized. It's yeah. being finalized. Yeah. Actually. It nice. is finalized. Yeah. So one thing I can say to this is that if you are on the road going toward Disney from my place, you're going to be taking one of a couple roads. One being I-4. Um, you will inevitably pass one of EA's studios on your way to Disney. So uh-huh. I can put some tacos on the table that they're going to be probably expanding or utilizing more space in that building once they get their mitts on the rest of EA. I could see yeah. this happening. I could totally yeah. see this happening. So the report says that Disney executives are pushing Disney CEO Bob Iger to consider a bolder transformation of Disney from gaming licensee to gaming giant through acquiring electronic arts. So mm-hmm. I could see this coming. Yeah. And you just like how, say, Netflix is getting into mobile gaming. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Disney Plus may try to do the same thing. Like, hey, we're going to capture these kids you know wanting to watch 
Twitch shows on our platform. Why don't we throw out some games and we can probably do a bunch of kid games, you know, mm-hmm. real light games and put them on Disney Plus as well. So I could see them wanting to some have some kind yeah. of gaming studio in-house. Yeah, because James is yeah. already excited about Bluey the video game, so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Diane. Let's do it. Give me some Bluey. Speaking of uh, Disney, uh, also, also, if you guys don't know this, m- most, if not all, of the Star Wars mobile games are made by EA. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Oh, well, because uh, EA is the only outside contractor that makes uh, Star Wars games right now. And it's just mainly mm. because uh, Disney is really, they're really, um, I don't want to say big. Like, they're really, uh, like, their big thing right now is they only want, like, one studio working on their stuff. They they tried to do in-house. It didn't come out the way they wanted it to. And because of the success of the, the Jedi series of, uh, of Fallen Jedi and, and Jedi Survivor, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- those, those games, because they originally, when they they made Fallen Jedi, it was supposed to be like their last, you know, this is our last game that we're making because uh, Disney's pulling our license. Let's go all out, right? And it was so successful that Disney was like, we're not pulling the license anymore because, you know, like this game, yeah, you, know, right. you know, it's it's in canon and uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a great game. Well received. Right. Uh, the other mm-hmm. thing was because EA was kind of like, you know, because the, the last game they made was, um, the, the reason they were getting their license pulled was because of, uh, um, uh, the fighting game, or not the fighting game, but the uh, the first person shooter, Battlefront Two. Battlefront Two, mm. and like yeah. the, the main reason people didn't like Battlefront Two wasn't because of the gameplay; it was because of the loot box system. You know, people are just yeah. tired of loot boxes, and it's like I pay seventy dollars for a game, and I have now I have to pay for in you know in game purchases to get characters that I want, you know, and things like that. Like right. Vader, Vader was like an in game purchase, and it's like that. Why? That sucks. Yeah, you know. Stupid. So yeah, so like you know, uh, you know, it kind of a downturn disney was like okay well it's not working out so we're gonna pull your license after your next game and ea was like okay well let's do let's do a game that doesn't need to be online uh let's do let's focus on um on the story make it a uh, uh make it a um, a solo story game that doesn't have online play or anything like that that way we don't have to deal with loot boxes uh and we'll, we'll this is what we're gonna do for this game and it changed the whole game because they made assassin's creed with star wars characters like come on yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> So it's, it's, you know, it, it was uh, because of the success of that. Now it looks like Disney is not only because they, they renewed the license and they've been making uh, Star Wars games. It looks like Disney is just like, OK, well, now, you know what? Let's just let's buy it. So where are your tacos? Oh, they're on the table. I think mm-hmm. I yeah. think I think my, my it makes sense. delicious spicy chicken street tacos are on the table. Oh, Ooh. very nice. Very nice. My um my uh Disney churro tacos are <laughs> definitely with, filled with with uh, turkey leg is definitely Ooh. on the table for that. What taco truck are you guys buying from? It sounds delicious. <laughs> um, that's a taco truck that is specifically in Disneyland itself. Right. Yeah. Mm. That's what he's okay. going off of. Um. So in, in on on uh, on uh, on YouTube, uh, I, I want to say it's pronounced Fare. Let's guys... say Fare. Fare. It looks like it looks like Fare. 
Fare. Uh, it's almost like my last name. Uh, does not know how to feel about corporate conglomerates stifling independent studios from creativity. Um, That's a good point. I'm I'm with you on that. And I'm, yeah. Everybody knows I'm staunchly like very anti-corporate in a lot of in a lot of ways. Yep. So yep. I mean, you know, I I understand where you're going with what's on that. Um, EA is already a giant conglomerate to begin with when it comes to gaming. Um, mm-hmm. you know, along Fortnite. with like yeah, like along with like your Ubisoft and your um and your Activision and, and, and things like that. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, they're, they're the, these studios are already, you know, too big for their britches. Uh, Disney is just basically swallowing a giant company so that they can continue stuff. The question is, yeah. the, the question here is um, with, when it, when it comes to like, cause EA's biggest cash market is, uh, um, is gaming games. So when I say gaming games, I mean like, you know, like football, basketball, you know, like things EA that sports. have to do with sports, right? EA it's sports, in the game. It's in the game. Games. Uh, the that, like 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 sports games. A lot of uh, the reason that that licensing uh, can't work with some of the sports games is because ESPN owns a lot of the licenses and they refuse to put them in. If Disney buys EA, correct, every license that's out there is given to them at that point because Disney owns exactly. You know, ESPN. It's incredibly advantageous for both, which is again why I think this is completely true. Yeah, uh, so, I, I, yeah. I see a lot of plus for EA to be bought out by Disney, and then Disney is just going to exploit it like they do everything else so yeah the the monopolization the monopolization is depressing to say the least yeah but yeah, again yeah uh, just so I you know i think it's inevitable disney has to eat up all the companies disney company needs it all we need all the again money. in like 50 years it'll be blade runner but disney yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm just saying yeah. happy 100 to me <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Disney Smash, talk to me. (laughs) Earlier this year, Marvel Studios regained the rights to the Incredible Hulk from Universal Pictures, who had held the rights to the Marvel character for years. Because Universal owned the rights, Marvel has been unable to make a live action movie that fully focuses on the Green Goliath. Marvel can finally make that solo Hulk film. And according to a recent report from a couple of industry insiders, that's exactly what Marvel is working on. It was reported that Hulk will appear in Avengers Kang Dynasty. He's got to appear in that. Come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you think we're getting a Hulk movie, a Hulk focused movie? Yeah, I, I I think it's been a while. I, I and it almost feels like because of what the events of the end of uh She Hulk, it makes sense. Oh yeah, it, it ma- has to be. Yeah, I mean it makes sense that not necessarily World War Hulk, but they may be going because uh, Ragnarok had elements of of Planet Hulk in it. I mm-hmm, think they're gonna mm-hmm. go back and revisit the Planet Hulk storyline. Right. Yeah. And, I mean he's got a son. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean he has a son in Planet Hulk, and then the whole like like the whole premise of World War Hulk is because the Illuminati essentially destroys the planet that he's on. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's um, it's the one that that he's in in Ragnarok. Oh, uh, hmm. uh, not important. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway. uh, the Illuminati essentially destroy the planet and uh, in the process kill his wife and his son. And mm. he goes nuts and comes back to Earth and destroys everything. Ooh. So in just a Superman style. Yeah. So uh, it's it's it makes sense for them yeah. to do that. And if you think about it, he's like the last, you know, of the original Avengers that's left. You know, it's like everybody else is pretty much gone. I mean, maybe Thor. Maybe they get Thor one more time, but they're yeah. kind of saving him for Thor. What that Thor four? Thor four? Thor five. Thor 
five. Jesus. Yeah. Whatever, uh, whatever redeems, whatever redeems that tragedy that happened last time. Okay. Moving on. Hey, I didn't hate that movie. I, I, I did not hate that movie. I, I mean, it, I, I, did, I, I did. I didn't either. I didn't hate it as much as because, again, I'm still not a big fan of, of Dark World. But with all the context they gave Dark World, it made it a better movie. But yeah, Dark World is still not that good of a movie. No, no. So, uh, by the way, Sakar. Sakar. Yes. <laughs> It's in the play. Nice comeback, Shadu. Thank you for Thank being you. a professional. <laughs> <laughs> I was all move along. Move along. Oh, we don't have Frey here. I have to make up for it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Hawk <laughs> on the table. Are we getting a new Hulk movie? Yeah, my yes. on the table 100%. My, my lettuce and guacamole hard shell tacos are indeed on the table. Oh, man. This this table is filled with tacos. <laughs> hard, shell, hard shell zucchini. There's like a zucchini. Uh, are you having a of, vegetarian taco? I'm doing a green taco. Mm. Oh, I see. I see what he's doing here. Makes like sense. St. Patrick's Day. Mm. Oh, no. Yeah, green nice. like the Hulk. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> you mind if I grab this next one? Grab it. World. No, say one. Okay, so the Dark World was the second one. It go. It's Thor, Thor the Dark World, Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Mm -hmm. Does that have to get the record straight here? It's Rocky. Okay. No. Everybody's talking on the table. Let's get to the next story. Let's do it. So in video game rumors, yeah, Nintendo's new console is supposedly reported to have two tiers. So with all eyes looking to Nintendo in 2024 for the upcoming Super Switch or Switch 2, whatever it's going to be called, this game giant might be following an example of its competitors. So according to one of these leakers, the new console is going to be released with two versions. There will be a digital-only Switch priced at $400, $399, and a cartridge version priced at $449. Now, this could mean some pretty bad news for anyone who has a larger physical game collection for their Switch currently, as opposed to digital. Interesting. Thoughts? Wait, what wait, what does this mean? So we're... so so what so basically what they're saying is it's a high likelihood that the new Nintendo is going to follow suit like the PlayStation and Xbox and release a digital only version mm -hmm. and a physical version that you yeah. can get digital and physical. So basically you uh, can use your switch cartridges. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Great. I 100% believe that they're going to do this. Oh yeah. And no, they're it's yeah. It's, it's the trend in consoles, but also because Nintendo, Nintendo wants the money. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, <sighs> It's just stupid. And you can you can cry environment or, or whatever. And again, I fully support all of that. But it's just it's just a cash grab. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. So is this leaning towards as we start getting more advanced technology like this? kind of like our computers we're no longer going to have like a disk drive so your new yeah. system may not have a cartridge drive so we're we're gonna go into four's conspiracy theory for like 30 seconds here but this real, is real the quick cons before you, i was gonna say before you jump into that i'm just gonna answer uh, a question in the chat here uh gabriel foray which i'm pretty sure this is my nephew at this point has to ask <laughs> <laughs> is this plot line in the comic book or where does it come from? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sure he's asking about the uh, the Hulk stuff Thor. that we were talking about Hulk. So uh, the Hulk stuff we were talking about, if you want to read up on the comics that we were just talking about, uh, it's called uh, Planet Hulk is, um, is, is the first story in that line. Mm -hmm. uh, and then World War Hulk is the one after that, which World War Hulk, the version of the Hulk that we get in there uh, is Planet Breaker Hulk, uh, which is arguably the one that could beat Superman because <laughs> he basically could... 
he, every time he takes a step, he causes a crack in the Earth's crust. Like, he's that powerful. So, sorry, Forrest, continue. It's okay. Uh, really quick, you know, should Nintendo go through with this, we are, yet again, another step closer to gamers losing their freedom of ownership. We are losing yep. our freedom of ownership. And while the digital-only crowd wants to scream, oh, you're full of crap, I call shenanery graveyard because um, <laughs> if you lose your account, if your account is hacked, if your account is stolen, if you're if something happens to your account, if if a company, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo drops the ball and all of your information is just lost, every dime you have spent is gone. All of it. And all they have to say is, if we can't pull up your account, we can't pull up your history. So there's really no way you can prove that you paid five, six hundred dollars for all those games you claim to own. You lose freedom of ownership. If you have a physical copy of a game, you own the game. It's yours. But again, this is yeah. where it's all going. There's nothing we can do to stop it. It's just that's just going to be what it is. But in terms of this news, um, tacos are... I am not going to put my tacos on the table here because we have not been shown what this new system is going to be yet. Yeah. Nobody has confirmed or denied or, or anything. There's no information on this system. We don't even know if it's an upgraded switch. It could be a brand ass new dock that does literally everything and you can put your old switch in it and still play games at a much, much higher res. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. And everyone's like, nah, it's just going to be a beefed up tablet that's going to compete with this with the, <laughs> the Steam Deck. It it might be or it might not we don't know so but, but I, I think we don't, we don't have enough so tacos are off the table until i have more information i think because the thing is is again nintendo has not been doing well sales wise in the last couple of years they've been trying to um let me mm. no 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 but i mean because because it's weird because they're like still the number one selling console but like just i think it's because of their price point that nintendo they, yeah. has almost outsold ps2 like i said ps2 yeah no no nobody <laughs> PS2 is the highest selling console in the history well, like of Like I said, like I said, the, the the thing is is that they sell a lot, but like um God, what was his name? He got fired a couple of years ago. The uh the CEO. Reggie? Reggie. Reggie Visame? Yeah. He was talking about how um like no matter how many that they uh how, how no matter how many consoles that they sell, uh they're still not making a profit. And that's why he got he had to step down. And like the whole thing is like they have a lower price point. So I mean like that's kind of one of their things is I think that and also in the last couple of years they've been pushing for digital like kind of hard uh, like like moving in that direction I think that it is I think executives are greedy enough that they're going to do this because yes. it's like you know oh and, but the, th the thing is is that a $50 difference between the consoles is more affordable than what PlayStation and uh, Xbox are doing because PlayStation Roughly. and Xbox are charging like 100 to $150 just to take off a, um, a drive and put a smaller hard drive in it correct right you know yeah. and uh and make it lower res you know what i mean so that's uh I, I i see i see i see this being a thing just because one executive assholes two um it is it actually is something where you can you know you can cater to the digital market as well as cater to the um to the physical media market right so like guys like you 450 is about what you're paying for a console right now anyways mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. i get it 50 dollars less for uh for a digital 
digital uh, model, but I mean, you are getting less for the digital model. So, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. guys, are gonna, people are going to complain, you know, if the idea is when they come out with a new console that they're going to do a two tier system like everybody else, 100% believe that they're going to do that because they look they're, they're going to look at it like this is a smart model. We are going to do this. Well, if you compare it to, say, like, streaming, when was the last time you bought, like, a Blu-ray or a DVD or a 4K Ultra or whatever? Like, I don't I don't buy media anymore. I just use my streaming platform, and hopefully it has what I want. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I, I agree with, with Forza's conspiracy and all that, that I think we are certainly moving in that direction. So, and it, it again, it's distressing, but it's all, it's all for money. It's all greed. So it's just, yeah, it's stupid. So let me answer, let me answer Faure's, uh question here quickly. Yeah. And his question was, do you also, you also, isn't there another way to own media analog that isn't in a disc drive? Yes. And it's grossly illegal and it's called pirating and a lot of retro. You don't own that though. You don't own that. Do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, technically you do not. own. yeah. Right. I mean, it, you, you, there's no ownership, but I mean, do they have access to it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, I mean, again, did but did you know? That's also the point. We really, really own all the gold he stole. We don't know. Yeah, that we are not. Ad- we're here on distance starting. Do not advocate these actions. We, we, right. We we're not going to tell you to go to Pirate Bay. I'm sorry to to pee something well, Bay. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if Pirate Bay still exists. But I mean, like, um, no. But I mean, like that. That's the reason why so many consoles do um, DRM now. That's why digital rights management is a thing because it yep. makes it so that you put. And I know, like, you know, for a while. While they were over, like, like, like a lot of pirators were getting around that with like with like coding, but like DRM gets more and more sophisticated. And now it's like if if there's there's like a uh, a digital passcode that they have now that uh, you can't like generate onto the disc that companies like have. It's like a proprietary thing. Where now that's how they do it, right? And and it's kind mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 there's always you're always gonna have a big fight between companies and pirators, and it's always gonna be it's always gonna exist as long as pirators are their uh you know making physical discs for you to use uh Mm -hmm. because i remember playstation 2 days you know Mm -hmm. had a lot of pirate uh, had a lot of pirated uh uh, video games just because you know you could get a mp3 cd and put a thousand games on that and you would have like the entire sony library of at that moment on one disc i'll i'll put it to you this way the super switch or su or switch 2 before the very first person who legitimately purchases it purchases is it and gets it into their home it will already be homebrewed yep i'm already i'm just gonna tell you that right now it's probably already homebrewed so i'm sure it is yep so and with that let's brew ourselves on over to the next rumor absolutely All right. There's been a lot of talk for some time about Jason Momoa being cast as Lobo. It was pointed out in a recent report regarding Momoa not coming back to the role of Aquaman after the upcoming sequel that he was instead in talks to play Lobo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Oh, 100%. My tacos are on the table. Oh, yeah. He, Man, my not, burritos are on the table. Yeah. Not, not only <laughs> has Jason Momoa specifically talked about this, uh, like, like in interviews and post like really cryptic things about Lobo uh, and and James Gunn on 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 the X formerly tw- 
known as Twitter. Um, I, I think I 100% believe that he uh, he's going to be low. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, I, and, and I love, I actually do love this rumor, uh, that, like the added rumor on this, uh, mm. if you want to jump on that next line. The report claims that the character could be a part of James Gunn's Superman legacy movie coming in 2025. Expect mm-hmm. announcement in February of 2024. If the mm. main man is in Superman legacy, I will shit myself in the theater. <laughs> Waddle not my go way see out. This movie with with young I Phil. I will waddle my mm. way out <laughs> and drop the turd right in front of the theater. Uh, no, nah, but I mean, pause <laughs> the movie. <laughs> Why does it smell like shit? Okay, uh, but I mean, no. Um, I I love the idea. I, J- Jason Momoa. I've said this multiple on multiple uh, shows. Is the perfect dude to play Lobo. I don't think anybody. Oh yeah, is more suited to play Lobo than. Jason Momoa. Correct. Do you think we yeah. need some kind of cooling off period, you know, between whatever version of the DCU we had going into the next version, especially with him being Lobo? No, I mean, we don't. I'm going to tell you why. It's called the writer's strike. We've waited long enough. Done waiting. Time for some entertainment. Let's go. Let's get do it. Do it. I like that. That's that's a good All point. Right. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All Talk right. Talk right. on the table. My on. my normal. They're they're soft tacos. They're street tacos. They're normal except for they're really really wet. Oh. <laughs> Like they, so somebody has dropped them in some water. It's Ugh. weird, but they are indeed on the table. Yeah, the my, tortilla uh, falling apart. I'm, I'm, it's I'm falling apart. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Shadu method of uh, taco making and say that my uh, pineapple and uh, Kahlua pork tacos Ooh. are uh, are definitely on the table here. I like it, James. I like it. Come on, guys. <laughs> It's fish tacos, guys. Oh, Come yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's right there. Uh, <laughs> it is right there. The problem is I don't like fish tacos, so I don't think about it. And you're going to talk to those fish tacos. Go ahead, Ford. Mm. My Doritos Locos Nachos are on the table. Oh, okay. Is that a All thing? Right. Oh, it's a thing. It was oh, tonight. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. Doritos Locos He understands. Nacho. Oh, I get it. Oh, no, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. My man. That's a thing at Taco Bell right now? Doritos, Locos? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a homebrew. See what I did? Uh, oh, okay. But okay. yes, they are They are selling the shells that are like that. Yes, oh, I, I did so. see those. Yeah. yeah okay. My, All right. my All man. Right. I, I give this a my man and a Yahoo! Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so, Goofy, uh, are you falling off a cliff again? No. no, no, no. Oh, God. What? If if you guys have watched any films with Jason Momoa as as Aquaman, uh, he goes full Samoan and just. <laughs> I gotta go like off Spider-Man. mic when I do that. All right, I think that was our last rumor. Unless yeah. it was. Anybody, anybody got more wet tacos? Uh, uh, the, I don't know. I octopus tacos, maybe. No. Octopus tacos. Octopus. Uh, Gabriel Orbain Pare. Pare. Would like to say Momoa killed it as Duncan Idaho in Dune, which I 100% agree. Agreed. Agreed. Also, Aquaman took some interesting creative liberties for a DC film. They did, and it was fun. I mean, as as different as as Arthur Curry was in that. He, he he wasn't he was a fun character yeah so uh so guys that is it for rumors uh let's move into uh the meat of the show sweet you tacos. get your meat i'm gonna go get my tea and i'll be right with you <laughs> it oh. is now time for the looking to be born 
again, again, during the writer's strike, Marvel Studios paused production on the series Daredevil Born again. At the time, production was paused. Fewer than half of the 18 episodes uh, have been shot, and the time allowed Marvel executives and President Kevin Feige to review the footage. According to The Hollywood Reporter, after watching what had been shot, they realized the show was not working. Ouch. Um, so it's gonna be Mar- marvel fired its writers and Holy directors shit. specifically head, head writers chris ord and matt corman and all of the directors for the remainder of the season they go on and go on to explain that the decision is part of a significant creative reboot of the series interesting yeah so they went on to say that um Inside sources say that the Corman and Ord crafted legal procedural that did not resemble the Netflix version known for its action and violence and, you know, that sort of thing. Cox didn't even show up in the costume until the fourth episode. Marvel, after greenlighting the concept, found itself needing to rethink the original intention of the show. They will remain executive producers on the two-season series. So they just said, you know what? This is not working. We got to rethink this. Were they already filming? Yeah. They... What so it's supposed to be 18 episodes, right? So I think they got almost half of the episodes completed. Oh no, and they just said done. M- remember during the strike, they um they picketed the set, right? Of Daredevil, that's right. Born again, that's right. So yeah, they just said, nope, we got to figure something out. So the studio is hoping that the changes they are making will lead to a project that matches the higher expectations of the fans. Marvel will keep some scenes and episodes that were already shot, but they will also include other serialized elements interesting Hmm. so they just said you know what this isn't working we need this is not what fans want which i kind of applaud marvel for doing this right now so do i uh i mean these i'm I'm not trying to jump into the next story but i think the the the, the, what's going on right i think what's going on in the next story is is 100 what's going on with this i mean it's just kind of like you know i i think they're seeing kind of what the fan backlash was with uh with with secret invasion you know it's kind of like it's it's one thing like you know you guys want to do something like creatively different which i'm not always opposed to but when you do something that is completely off the rail you name it after a certain book and it has no elements from that book aside from yeah there's an invasion from from the scroll right but you guys don't really get into the things that are that that make that comic that comic right you know uh we didn't get any of the uh um you know any of the any of the elements that we wanted from uh Mm -hmm. secret invasion you know know um i think that they're realizing that you know what we're going in a direction that is not going to satisfy the fans right and especially because like i mean we got that first taste of uh daredevil in she hulk it's like why start off the series with four episodes of procedural and no daredevil whatsoever when we've when they've already introduced daredevil in the universe you know it's like why yeah it's interesting how, how this is all starting to happen right now so let's get into the second story because they're since they're kind of related so speaking of born again marvel studios has finally realized that they've been running their tv division wrong and they're in the process of revamping how they do things so the company um issued the issued the traditional tv making model it didn't commission pilots but instead shot entire 150 million plus dollar seasons of TVs on the fly. It didn't hire showrunners, but instead depended on film executives to run its series. And as Marvel does for its movies, it relied on post-production and reshoots to fix what wasn't working. So 
it's almost like they didn't really have they hit the ground running yeah. and they just did not stop whether the story made sense did not make sense um connected to the overarching mcu you know so i i think they just mm-hmm. said we need to pause we need to figure out what we're doing with these series and how yeah. to make them connected yeah. i I, yeah. I think i think that's the main problem is they treated them like movies instead of treating them like series like there's just like really long movies and cutting mm-hmm. them into pieces and yes. i think that's kind of like the issue i think that's that's also probably why daredevil's changing so much because they probably just started shooting a, a, a really long form movie uh, and and when they started breaking up the episodes they're like okay well the first four hours of this movie is just right. procedural right and it's like this this is not working right like I get like I, I, th- I think part of it was just like you know Kevin Feige was probably sitting there saying like I, I understand that we're basically just like we're thinking that if we take a long movie and cut it into pieces that it makes it more interesting but we need to come at this approach this in in the form of TV shows. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. The exactly. only thing is, is that they, they, they need to not fall down the pitfall uh, that Netflix fell down with um, with some of their series and hiring a showrunner that is known for bringing things under budget, like fucking, uh, I'm forgetting his name right now, and, and honestly, his name doesn't matter because screw him, but uh, the guy who uh, who was the showrunner for um, for Iron Fist and for um, Inhumans. He's, oh, I know what you're It was the same yeah. guy. Yeah, it was the same guy. So he, he, like, don't bring in a showrunner that's like, yeah, I, he's known for bringing things in under budget to save money. Don't do that. Get a showrunner right. that is going to do justice to your series. Scott uh, Buck. Yes, Scott. Scott I, Buck. I yeah. God, I, 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 I will never watch something from Scott Buck again just because <laughs> he ruined good series, good properties because he wanted to save budget. Right. Uh, the the yeah. most obvious one. Let's cut off Medusa's hair. Let's kill Karnak. You know, like it's like, why are you going to do these to these characters? Hey, they kept locked. They and, and that, that's so, the reason. Was super cute. But the only reason that they cut the budget for everything else was because they put a bunch of money into Lockjaw. And that's fine. Lockjaw's a great character. He's probably one of the, the more beloved characters from uh from Inhumans. Um, but it's like, okay, but even at the same time, like I wanted to see Medusa and her living hair just wreck people. And you don't yeah. get that because they cut her hair off in the in the first episode. Yeah. I think as you know, it the pendulum can swing so far, you know, with, with things like hey, Loki's doing really well, mm-hmm. you know, or WandaVision is groundbreaking. The pendulum can definitely swing back the other way and we get secret yeah. invasion and let down and we get yeah. inhumans and, you know, so anyway, yeah. Brad Brad uh, Winderbaum, Marvel's head of streaming television and animation, went on to say of showrunners, it's a term we've not only grown comfortable with, but also learned to embrace. As for how Marvel will revamp its uh, development process, showrunners will write pilots for their series along with the show Bibles. So again, I like a, that. a bigger yeah. plan than just throwing money at a series. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I think that is an amazing idea. I think that they do need to do pilots because it's like, okay, if this is not working, if you film a pilot and it doesn't work, we can get another showrunner to film another pilot, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, 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 I agree with that, right? Because at least like now it's like, we want to do a series, say again, just because it's 
is a, it's an easy example right now. We want to do a series with Daredevil, right? Film a pilot, uh, give us a show Bible, tell us the things that are supposed to happen in this show and, and, and how this character fits into the greater universe of Marvel, you know, and if it works out, then, uh, then, then we get a better series overall for it. Um, I think that for certain series, if you're doing like a limited series run, uh, it, you don't necessarily have to move away from the formula that you're doing. Like if you want to write a six hour movie and then break that into six parts, right? Sometimes that'll work. Loki is a good example of that. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because Loki literally is a six hour movie that they're just like, okay, well, we don't want to put out a six hour movie. So let's cut this into six parts, you know, find the best places where we can cut it, uh, uh, cut it. And then, you know, put that out. So, I mean, when you're doing like limited runs where it's like six to eight episodes, I think that what they're currently doing is okay. As long as the overall story works, which again, they need to be more on top of reading what stories are happening and what's going on in those stories and how they fit into the greater universe. So that's where the, the, the show Bible comes into play. Right. Mm -hmm. But for longer form series, like, uh, like, like daredevil where it's supposed to be 18 episodes or, uh, again, Fal Falcon and the winter soldier is another good example of something that, you know, could have benefited from an overall pilot in the show, uh, in a show Bible. Uh, even though, again, I, I, I do not dislike that show. I just no, I like, think it's good. It's yeah, just, I feel yeah. like elements of it were missing. Yeah. And, and part of that is because again, I've said this before. Timing. Well, no, the timing was one thing, but because they cut, uh, an entire storyline out of the show and had to go through the show and cut every bit of that out. Yeah. You know? So, I mean like that, that suffered from that suffered from not getting rewrites for that storyline to make things make more sense. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do have some good news. Good news. Bring, bring me some good news. Fry my chimichanga. Yeah! We got some good news. Woo! With the production of Deadpool three being on pause due to the actor strike fans have been wondering if this means the release of the film will be delayed. It was also removed from Disney's release schedule a couple months ago, but Deadpool three is a big priority for Marvel and Disney. And they are specifically mentioning uh, Captain America, brave new world and Daredevil three as top priorities for Disney. So a According to a recent report from The Wrap, the release of Deadpool 3 won't be pushed back and it will keep its May 3rd, 2024 release date. Oh, man. This this all means that there are implications in Deadpool 3 that affect the greater world because yeah. they're yeah. not like they're, they're specifically saying we're not moving this to another date. It has to be before Captain America Brave New World, uh, which if they're specifically saying it needs to be in this uh, this section of the world means they're, they're probably introducing introducing a character or multiple characters that are going to show up in Brave New World or uh, even on that like again my my prediction for Loki is that Deadpool or some kind of character that's going to be in the Deadpool movie is going to show up by the end of Loki uh, so I mean you know especially with the way the TVA is playing a role in Deadpool and this is the main show that the TVA is a part of uh, I 100% I, I believe that there is a greater implication in Deadpool 3 than anybody knows mm -hmm. yeah alright great <laughs> This, no, this, this is amazing. I'm only, I'm excited for this, but I'm a little nervous because we're like six, seven months away from the actual release date. Yeah. And we still have the actor strike going. So, I mean, either they're really far down the pipe with production. Right. And, and they just haven't said where they are, but you know. Maybe there's a couple of reshoots they have to do, so they haven't been able to do anything. But you know, seven months away, they're in post. Thought, yeah, exactly. Like what, yeah. what's happening with this film? So I mean, fingers crossed. May third is not that far away. All right. Yeah. All right. 
All right, what do we got next? Let's. I see. think it's time to anger the internet. Oh God, <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Oh yeah. Okay, the internet's Here. about to be pissed. All right. So be- <laughs> before before you guys start launching your hate, let me get through this one. So Dragon Ball Daima continues the story of Dragon Ball next fall. So Dragon Ball has a new series to commemorate its 40th anniversary. It was revealed to the world at New York Comic Con, even though the series creation has Akira Toriyama's direct involvement. Mm -hmm. The overall Dragon Ball fan response, at least anywhere west of Japan, has been less than pleasant, if not downright trolling. (laughs) The series takes super which leads us to our dragon wish opsis kamehameha nopsis <laughs> do it do it i have to going nine thousand. dragon wish opsis kamehameha nopsis last week on dragon ball z Nice. So Dragon Ball Diamond. Nice job. You did it. Dragon Ball Diamond is a story of Goku and his friends who are now mysteriously changed back into small children. They must now venture into a new world to uncover the secrets behind this phenomenon and other unknown mysteries of the Dragon Ball universe. Goku will also have the use of his power pole to fight with once more oh, to wow. quote Toriyama, make up for his petite size. What? Daima is reported to feature intense action and grand adventure quote Toriyama during its short run Dragon Ball Daima is set to release in Japan fall of next year okay so okay. and okay. commence so so my comment on this is what the fuck no come on it's cute it's cute it's gonna be fun give me give me Dragon Ball so real quick this is uh, uh I guess canon yes does that it mean is. GT is not canon so finish your finish your point and then I'm gonna go Fragor all on you go ahead oh <laughs> no. so hey maybe this is the way that maybe this isn't your dragon ball that you want but just like what we learned with star wars not every bit of star wars is meant for you you know not every bit of star wars is meant for that person that was in line in 1977 to see the original film things come out you know like the prequels and the sequel series and the animation So maybe this is just not your Dragon Ball and you just need to be like, okay with it and enjoy your Dragon Ball. But maybe this is Dragon Ball for the next generation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Oh, here, you know what? I, I want to get this one filled. Really I'm, 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 to no I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let everybody go, and then I'm gonna say my piece. Go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I kind of know that you're gonna go in the direction that, that you actually enjoy GT, and you're gonna talk about how you think this is a good idea and everything like that. I never enjoyed Goku going back to being a child again. It, it, it was just never something. And I think what, what made it worse for me was when he goes Super Saiyan, all of a sudden he becomes an adult again. And it's like, I I, I just, I don't like that as a storyline. Now, also giving him the power pole again is like, what do you, what do you, dude, you're a god. What do you need the power pole for? You know, I, I don't, I don't know. And I guess it's, it's Toriyama is free to do what he wants. It's, it's his franchise. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I can't sit there and say, uh, you know, like you're wrong for what you're doing. Um, who knows? It might be amazing, right? I might be, I might be sitting here, uh, uh, Legend of Zeldaing this the way that Thor's used to Legend of Zelda, Zelda the whole season. I will take that hit, right? I, I, I might be Tears of the Kingdoming this, right, and just being like, I, I completely hate this, and it's not, this is not drag my Dragon Ball, da, da, da. but I mean. 
I, I, I have to give it a chance, right? I have to watch it uh, and kind of see where it goes. Um, I also don't know if, I mean, if he's redoing it, maybe he's doing GT but better and cutting out some of the kind of more farcical, stupid storylines that were in GT. Because not everything in GT was bad. Shout out to Pan. Yeah, yeah shout out to Pan. Not everything in <laughs> GT was bad, right? Like, uh, there were good elements to Dragon Ball GT, but there were certain things in GT that I did not enjoy. So it's like, it's it's going to be interesting to see kind of what they do and and where it takes the overall story. Um, I'm also interested in seeing if this is, like, an excuse for them to, like, restart the, uh, the universe the way that Majin Buu was supposed to be, like, a, you know, a uh, at the end of Dragon Ball Z, Majin Buu was supposed to be a reincarnation to restart the universe and then when super came out they just abandoned that storyline so should do were you a dragon ball fan nope nope never have been i am <sighs> you disappoint me so you're yeah. okay with this you're okay with this okay I do not i have no context for for what in the god's name is going on here. so you're glass half full and you're okay with this that's okay to be yeah. fair i'm always good, disappointed. whatever i i hope i hope that everybody's wrong and this and this is good and you guys enjoy it yeah. <laughs> okay fours oh. all right i'm gonna say my piece here so you got to remember this is akira toriyama okay akira toriyama is going to do what he wants to do this is his story and history has shown us including interviews with the man toriyama the more serious a story gets the more he hates it while everybody's favorite arc was the androids and cell because it was just so filled with serious you know fighting and 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 people dying and all this stuff and there really weren't any funny moments God, it was so good toriyama <laughs> toriyama hated that season the most mm. toriyama started silly it, it stayed yeah. silly uh throughout the beginning of z it's it went back to silly through majin buu and it was kind of then there were silly a lot of silly filler elements in super this is simply going to tell us the story it's again it's like a filler story but it's also going to tell us for you dragon ball fans why at the beginning of super emperor pilaf and my and shu are still children this is going to this is that story they're okay. not going to turn back into adults after daima daima is going to be a 15 episode series of them being shrunk to kids they're going to have an adventure they're going to come back and then super's going to start this is this is a bridge oh this is a prequel it yes it's a bridge between z and super now this is the part that's going to make everybody mad the western culture meaning anything west of japan has changed Dragon Ball into a power level dick measuring contest. Dragon Ball was never Dragon Ball was never supposed to be a power level dick measuring contest. But unfortunately, Western culture, I'm looking at you, America, Western culture has done that and you suck for it because you're now you're taking your your elitism and you're taking your I want Moro and Granola and you're throwing this at the creator of what you love so much. <laughs> <laughs> not knowing that if he just wants to put his pen down and abandon his project, he can. Mm -hmm. Which he did for a long time. Because couldn't find his pen. Uh, Y'all want to throw a great big fat trolling, you know, pissing contest because, oh my God, you're not going to get Black Frieza and Ultra Ego Vegeta. You know what? Shut up. Get over it. Because Dragon Ball was not made to measure dicks with power levels. I'm sorry, Western culture. I'm sorry, America. That ain't how Toriyama works. Toriyama is about 
about mystical adventures. And that's what this is going to be. A mystical adventure with energy and key and magic and fun and fighting and really cool animation. I'm if sure. you look at the screen, this is not Dragon Ball from 1994 when he, they fought Boo and everything was all serious. Right. It ain't that anymore. So y'all need to stop. Not you guys on the screen, but yeah. I'm like everybody who doesn't live in Japan, shut the hell up I'm and sure. stop complaining about this. I, I'm, so I'm this sure is only 15 episodes? Yeah. Or yeah, it's going to be about 15 episodes. And you know what's going to be funny? I will laugh my ass off if Toriyama go ahead and f goes ahead and flips the script and gives everybody what they want anyway. As soon as this is over, boom, he'll release the re-end of Super and then everybody will be happy. I'm sure uh, Toriyama agrees that Superman would beat the living bejesus out of Goku. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And that's another thing that apparently uh, has entered into Dragon Ball canon. So you remember how you told me Superman has no limits? Yeah. It has now been shown that Saiyan DNA has no limits. So the more they get beat up, the stronger they get. And they just like it's like the Hulk, the angry he gets and he has no cap. Saiyans have no power cap now. So it's like a rock and a hard place. And again, it's that westernized crap. It's like, oh, no, we could be good. Shut up. Stop it. Hold on. Hold on. Is that Toriyama official or is that something? that western audiences have made that's a, that's out of japan and the western audience is eating it up got it okay so and yes we all know we all know it's come it comes from song wukong yeah yeah yep. yeah that's i mean that's that's a given but yeah i mean originally yeah, I mean, the, the whole character was a play on song wukong but i mean like it it, it it became a completely different thing after that so a mm. power level dick measuring contest yes, yes this absolutely. this feels like just a pocket of the dragon ball universe maybe it's like a cash grab like let's make some fun toys and then we'll get back to the other stuff, especially if it's set in between existing, you know, storylines. It feels like it's just like, hey, this is a little bit of filler. Compared it's a to bridge. The, it's yeah. a it's it's a literal bridge. What just sucks, what just sucks to look at is that I understand there being some criticism to creators. I mean, we criticize DC and Marvel all the time. Yeah. But this is just blatant disrespect. Toriyama's never in the history of ever caught this much hate for anything he's ever created. And honestly, Toriyama probably doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, he doesn't because he's yeah. he's literally laughing his way to the bank. Yeah, because people are still going to buy the, it up. The fact of the matter is that no matter how many people hate this or say they're not going to watch it, they will all watch it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same crowd that that sits there and talks about how much they hate Kevin Smith's uh, take on He-Man. But, but continue they all to watch, watch it over and over and over again. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm on the other side. I love that that, that version of He-Man. I think Revelation. Uh, that was a fun watch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think it is an amazing show and I can't wait for the next season. Uh, it looks so much cooler. Uh, we didn't, we haven't watched it on the show yet, but James posted it a while back in uh, in, in the Nerdington Post and like the scene of He-Man fighting that version of, uh, of Skeletor and his dad showing up in power armor was so dope. Back to Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah. sorry. But, so. but you know what? Anyway. <laughs> here's, the, here's the bottom line. Hey, everybody, guess what? We get new Dragon Ball. Yeah. Next. There you go, Glenn. Last half full. Next yeah. time on Dragon Ball Z. We got more <laughs> anime to talk about as well. Yeah, let's get mm -hmm. into it. G Kids has announced the impressive English voice cast for 
Hayao Miyazaki's upcoming anime feature, The Boy and the Heron. The cast includes, this is crazy, Christian Bale, Dave Bautista, Gemma Chan, Willem Dafoe, Karen Fukuhara from The Boys. From The Boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill, (laughs) Robert Pattinson, and Florence Pugh. Holy shit, man. Like, this this cast is intense. Okay, Studio Ghibli, please. That's what this is, isn't it? It is. No, it is because it's, it's, it's Hayao Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki, every, yeah. every film Hayao Miyazaki makes is Studio Ghibli. Oh my yep. gosh. We have a boy uh-huh. office heron synopsis. Boy office <laughs> heron synopsis. Synopsis. Lazy, 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 lazy. Through encounters with his friends and uncle, the story follows a teenage boy's psychological development. He enters a magical world with a talking gray heron after finding an abandoned tower in his new town. Interesting. Okay. All All right. right. Cool. I'm in. Sounds good. Studio Ghibli's The Boy and the Heron will land in cinemas nationwide on December 8th in both original Japanese and English language versions. That's interesting that they're releasing them both at the same time in in, mm-hmm. in their la- respective languages. Mm-hmm. If, there, if, if it wasn't padded with uh, celebrities, it wouldn't be. Just going to put that out there. Right, right. Yeah. It is a pretty big cast, though. It's a major cast. William Defoe, come on. Yeah. No, I, I, William, I mean, it's not like it's... Willem Dafoe's uh, first foray into anime. <laughs> he Let alone a, video games. He played a right. uh, good version of a... Uh, he made a good version of a character in a shitty movie. So, I mean, like... <laughs> 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 he was good. He, the, 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 only, the only saving grace in that movie, which there are none... Uh, <laughs> Um, in Death Note, the movie was was his his portrayal of uh, of the demon. Like it's it was that was fucking haunting the way that he played that character. I know it was scary looking too. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was great. Uh, I'm I'm very excited about that. No. By the way, great. shout out to the Simpsons for their death tome. <laughs> good. Uh. Good. Good. Good on you, Disney. <laughs> Because remember, Disney owns that, so they can do what, what, what they I, want now. I know, and I thought it was very brilliant how they did that. Yeah, they're 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 too smart for their own good. All right, well, moving on from that, in <laughs> statues that uh, blow up and become real news, Disney Come Studios on. is finally... Come you, on. You didn't write one, all right? So Disney Studios is finally officially moving forward <laughs> on a live-action adaptation of the hit 90s animated series Gargoyles. The news comes from THR, and they are reporting that the project is being produced by James Wan and the script is being written by Gary Doberman. Uh, Doberman will write, executive produce, and be the showrunner of the series with Atomic Monster which is Wan's production company. Last we heard, this was uh, supposedly being written by Jordan Peele. So it's it's interesting oh that it's... Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's it's interesting that it's it doesn't seem like Jordan Peele's attached to it anymore, but mm. I, I wonder if, like, you know, they're going off of, either going off of, like, a framework that he made or if he's still in involved in it and they just didn't announce it or if it's completely something new with James Wan and Gary Doberman. You know, I did hear a rumor about this that um at least the first season um we're only going to get um uh Goliath. Isn't that his name Goliath? Goliath, yeah. We're only going to see Goliath, not any of the other gargoyles. 
So just a rumor that I heard. I don't know. I don't know if I would enjoy that. Like, I wouldn't want to see something that's just Goliath. Uh, it would be dope to see, like, a prequel thing where, you know, it's before they come to New York, it's them. Uh, like, kind of like a season what? of them in Scotland. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and not, uh, like, Xanatos. Is, I guess Xanatos, is, um, his ancestor was involved with them. And that's why he had the rights to the castle, right? Mm-hmm. But, it, like, we, we like, if anything, we would see, you know, maybe his ancestor like being like maybe like a greek immigrant in, in scotland right and, right and and being involved in that whole thing um but i mean like just seeing the war of like between the gargoyles and like they're like they're the, the way that they deal with humans in 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 like old and scottish times uh-huh but then also kind of like the rift because i'm, I'm forgetting her name but the, the the female gargoyle and like why her and goliath because they talk about it in the show but like actually seeing her and goliath go at odds and uh you know go from like like basically going from lovers to enemies demona demona that's what that's who it was right like it would be cool to see all that and then also i'd be interested in seeing what all the gargoyles names were before they renamed themselves when they woke up in new york yeah like brooklyn and uh, brooklyn bronx hudson you know the dog's name was hudson uh you know like they named themselves after things that they saw in new york because they didn't remember their own names and goliath is the only one that still had it would goliath and demona were the only ones that still had like actual names i'm i'm into this i remember watching gargoyles mm-hmm. like w- was it was it on after in the afternoons like after it was um, it was part Batman? of disney afternoon yeah it was after darkwing duck yeah ah there we go yeah there we go i, I love you Gargoyles know, as a series in general i think the, the animation still holds up when you go back and watch it especially like you can watch the whole series on disney plus uh and you like, can the animation still holds up the storyline is still really good uh you know uh the the, the rumor the last the, the rumor before jordan peele was that keith david had signed on to do the voice again Ooh, oh, and cool. you know what and to and with respect to james's rumor there i could see it working in almost a transformers kind of way where you have like a human story a human conflict you've got all this stuff going on you're focused on a particular human character and then all of a sudden here comes goliath right mm-hmm. like so he's gonna so if he's alone and he's helping whoever his human friends are up until let's say the middle of the season or the end of the season like you know here comes optimus prime you know and then like then everything kind of just starts to unfold it paints goliath as an even bigger like mm-hmm. i get where you're going with it yeah you so you see what i'm saying like yeah. Yeah, as, yeah. as a larger presence like you you because you know in in the cartoon you had the gargoyles plural and you know they were like a thing but live action you make them like seven feet taller give him like peter cullen's voice and that's <laughs> oh, a no. formula I, again, that can work keith david i i need keith david as, as goliath like that's what i'm 100%. saying it has to have but you, you get the example like you bring the original voice back right. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, and it works yeah i, I so w- i think i think that would work as long as they don't as long as they don't have the human characters get too wrapped up into some stupid social norm that they try to inject something into the show i mean let's be real here this is going to be a show about gargoyles let's make it about gargoyles and only gargoyles again like you know kind of going back to the idea i had like i would love to see it be in like you know in medieval scotland uh and and you get you get a a live action interpretation of the explanation of how they get cursed Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. why they can only come out at night because because freaks come out at night well he talks about in in, in, in the show if you go back and watch the show they talk about at, at one point they were a 
able to um to, to roam right like they roam scotland uh on their own and then they're cursed and every night they turn or every day they turn stone and then they become alive at night so mm-hmm. like i would love to see like, even if it's just goliath for like the first begin like the beginning of the series and then you get the other gargoyles like as it as it continues on they're fighting for you know one side they get cursed and then that leads into season two being a live action interpretation of the show yeah yeah so let them roam right roam around the world well done Rome if you well want done. to I see what he's doing here I love it I love it <laughs> 90s I don't know remember ladies and gentlemen dist and snurting at AOL.com <laughs> there you go right in. Spiderwick found a home a month after Disney Plus announced that it would not be moving forward with its live action adaption of the Spiderwick Chronicles, the series has found a new home at Roku. Okay. All right. All right. Good, good sure. for you, Roku. The eight episode series has already been completed. This is the weirdest thing. It's been completed when Disney decided, yeah, we're not going to do it. We're not going to release it. And it was developed by Paramount Television Studios and 20th Century Television. Okay, good on Roku. Mm-hmm. I do have yeah. a uh, Spider Opsis Wick Chronicle synopsis. God, man. Can- <laughs> So lazy. <laughs> Spider Opsis with Chronicles of Synopsis. Synopsis. Do you have a better one? Jump in. Um, Dragon Wish Opsis Kamehameha Nopsis. There you go. <laughs> See? That- See? That That's one, good. that one was good. That one was that really one was good. Very good. That one was really good. Based on the series of best-selling children's books by Tony DiTerlizzi. Where, where are you? DiTerlizzi. DiTerlizzi. Be, be that. And Holly Black. Why can't we just have names like Holly Black? <laughs> He's Italian. The Leave spider, him alone. The spider. Because other Wick. cultures exist. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to be eating more mushrooms. The Spider-Man Chronicles <laughs> is a contemporary American Gothic coming-of-age story that addresses kids and families dealing with mental health issues, among other relevant topics. Upon leaving New York and moving to Michigan and into their rundown ancestral home, who moves to Michigan? The Spiderwick Estate Are they going to the mother, Yupa? <laughs> with their mother, twin brothers, Jared and Simon Grace, along with their sister Mallory, find themselves pulled into an alternate fantastical world. How, how excited are you going to be, James, when it turns out they are in the Yupa? <laughs> That's the most... <laughs> fantastical sci-fi thing of this is that somebody moved to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, we decided to move to the Yupa. Uh, this story is definitely fiction. Yeah, we wanted to uh, go to the Yupa. We, we, no, no, people don't move out of the Yupa. You move well, to the Yupa. outside Escanaba. Escanaba. <laughs> Disney Plus opted not to proceed with the series as part of a cost-cutting streaming programming removal with a focus on content curation and Disney-owned IP. So really, Disney paid for this and was just like, wait a second, we're going to push somebody else's product. Uh, Maybe we should just cut our losses and, and move on. So I guess that's good for them. This marks the most ambitious series to date for Roku and it will premiere on the streaming platform early 2024. Interesting. All right. All right. Cool. Ro- I'm glad you know, it's still happening. Roku's kind of they're trying. They're trying like they um they, what was that one uh Yankovic, right? Yeah, they they, they had the weird all Yankovic movie. Yeah, they they're trying to get stuff out there. So good on Roku for for trying to do something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they've been trying to get bigger and bigger properties uh as like Roku exclusives. So mm-hmm. it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting to see where they're going with that. Can you get the Roku 
Roku app, like say on Amazon Fire? I don't know. I, I haven't checked because I know, you know, uh, Apple TV now has an app that you can put on, on anything. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, you know, I don't I, I don't know what um what they're doing with Roku. If they're just like, oh, yeah, you can only get it if you buy a Roku because it's like, a, right. you know, a push to, to, to get you to buy a Roku. Gotcha. It could be. Yeah. All right. Uh, where are we at now? All right. So speaking of finding a home. Hmm. Paramount Plus revealed that they were canceling their animated series Star Trek Prodigy after only one season. Second season had been made, but it was not getting released by the streaming platform. But Netflix has swooped in to save the day. However, said that, announcing that they will take over the series, releasing its first season later this year and the never-before-seen season two sometime in 2024. That makes so. so much sense for Netflix. Like Netflix is really good about that. Like, you're just like, hey, yeah. here's a series that people love that they're like the, 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 the home studios deciding we're going to cancel. Hey, we're just going to take it. They, they, they did that yeah. with um with Lucifer, you know, like yeah. Fox was like, we're going to cancel this. And they 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 put it on uh, on Netflix and it ended up getting like three more seasons. Yeah. Well, yeah. think about think about it this way. It's it's part of an IP, like mm-hmm. a beloved, iconic IP of Star Trek, it's meant for kids and bringing in like a whole new generation of, of, Trekkers, Trekkie fans, but right. like Netflix knows how to market. Like, look yeah, what they, they did for Cobra Kai. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, YouTube, like YouTube, did not know how to market that, and it was just yeah. like they. I mean, I, to be fair, YouTube just didn't know how to market YouTube TV to begin with. And yeah, you know, it was like, oh yeah, we have shows too, and like nobody watches YouTube to watch like actual TV. They watch yeah, YouTube to right. watch, you know, cat videos and weird shit. So I mean, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go to YouTube to watch people play with uh, to watch Bluey, Buddy, you know, <laughs> to watch Bluey. No, I go to I go to YouTube to watch Distance. Ner- oh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, oops. Yes. Oh. No, there is no oops there. We go to YouTube to watch oh. Distance Nerdy. What's the- <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Absolutely. So, right. I mean, I, cool. I think it's great that that Netflix is taking something like this and and giving it the marketing it deserves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, more more Star Trek is not a bad thing. Never. So, yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Again, I, I have not watched the show for obvious reasons. Because um, you're not enough of a Trekkie? Because no, I'm uh, not a child and wasn't the biggest fan of Voyager. So. <laughs> it's got, what's your name in it? Janeway? That, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, it's got it's got Janeway. Which, I mean, I, I like Janeway as a character and certainly really like Voyager. So, gotcha. Okay, uh, uh, we'll see. <laughs> let's get into some Spider-Man news. Spider-Man news. Spider-Man's. Miles Morales, Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man, is swinging onto Netflix. Speaking Ooh. of Netflix, I'm excited for this. The sequel to 2018's Oscar-winning Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the latest Sony film to land on Netflix after the streamer secured the rights to the studio's output as part of a deal back in April. 2021 under the five-year pact all of sony's films from 2022 onward including the upcoming spider-man beyond spider-verse will stream exclusively on netflix after the theatrical and home entertainment releases dude good on netflix yeah i'm yeah. gonna watch this yeah. thing non-stop Absolutely, man. This is um this is a good move on Netflix to get this deal. Um, you know, they're gonna be streaming both good and bad Spider-Man movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, rude. That's rude. That's absolutely rude. You know, this no, is- no, because like, you know, Spider-Man movies, the Spider-Man movies are good, right? But then, you know, we also have to deal with like Morbius and uh right. Cra- oh, yeah. Craven the Hunter, which is, you know, like, hey, yeah, lion blood. <laughs> 
Did that come out yet? It hasn't come out yet. No. Right? No. no. I get it. Lion bites and abs. That's all we care about in those movies, right? Just okay. Well, it's it, whatever gets you. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse will be thwipping onto Netflix Tuesday, October 31st. Oh, on Halloween. That's what I love about Netflix. It's like, (laughs) hey, we're going to talk about this. Guess what? It's coming out like tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to do it like three months down the road where you're going to forget or be pissed off that it's not right here. It's right here. Yeah, they don't they don't need to like they don't need to promote for like months because like all they have to do is say, hey, it's coming tomorrow and everybody's going to watch it. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. more New York Comic Con news a new trailer was released for invincible season two but it was also revealed that season three is already in development so excited for this Ooh, me likey some uh, invincible creator robert kirkman said his goal for the series would include seven or eight seasons holy crap (laughs) the second season of invincible Hits Prime Video on November 3rd. So you can watch Spider-Man for a week, and then right after that, boom. Then we get to watch something a little more violent. Uh, I... I am again. I'm I'm very excited for this. I love Invincible as a series in itself. Uh, it makes 100% sense that they have enough belief that they're already working on season three because they know, like you know, the, it, with the success of season one, they know that season two is probably as good or better than season one. Um, at least I would hope that that's what they think. I'm I'm seeing this being like again. It's another huge series from Robert Kirkman, right? Like Robert Kirkman has a you know one of his books turned into an every a never-ending, you know, series of live-action shows on AMC that everybody is wishing would die but won't because they're fucking zombies. Uh, <laughs> it is a zombie show, literally. Right. Literally. Yep. In all senses of the term. Exactly. You know, like it just it won't die. <laughs> you know. Um. But I mean, like you know, Robert Kirkman, like just one of the most successful series ever to exist. Uh. Now getting even more newfound glory with another book that he wrote that's turning into a cart that's now a cartoon. So it's like mm-hmm. I do. I wonder how much of the comic storylines they're gonna follow, or if they're gonna do the same thing with uh with Walking Dead that they did where. Robert Robert Kirkman was involved in the writing and just continued on the series ahead of the books. We shall see. We By the way, shout out to our boy Brandon McKinney. He did some That's of right. the storyboards for Invincible. So. Right. Good on him. Okay, let's Brandon, keep going. Brandon McKinney and I—I've been talking. I've been like badgering him on Instagram about, dude, you need to come back on the show, man. Like, it's, we haven't had you had him on the show since like almost like the beginning of us doing distance nerding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Brandon, man, uh, I mean, Invincible, Harley Quinn, uh, every cart, every good cartoon from our childhood he worked on. Like, I mean, you know, the dude, the dude's been on everything. So it's like, you know, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, I completely agree, mm-hmm. and he's a good dude. Yeah, absolutely is. I told him. Uh, I, I told him. So he drew a picture of Colossus. I don't know if you saw like the picture of Colossus that he drew on on Instagram. I told I, him. Yeah, I've seen that many a time. Did you yeah. see the uh, comment that I made when he posted that? Oh, would you write? I said uh, you need to uh, take a book from our first interview and draw a picture of Namor and, uh, and Aquaman fighting. No. Oh. And he was like, "That's actually a good idea." And I was like, "Yes, I want to see this." That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen that. I probably saw that 15 years ago. Oh, that picture. Of friends with him forever so yeah since i literally was like five years old yeah 
but he's worked on he's worked on Star Trek Lower Decks, Scooby Doo, Harley Quinn, Solar Opposites. That's right. You know what's funny? I was looking at his IMDb: Batman um, and Superman: Battle of the Super Sons, Young Justice, DC Showcase Constantine, Injustice. There was one that stood out. Oh, Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. He worked on. As he well. worked on that, and we just interviewed. Uh, we just interviewed Griffin. Fucking Jericho. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. We just went down a rabbit hole. It's okay. It's okay. Let's let's continue, guys. In Hollywood is back news. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) Martial arts master Chuck Norris is teaming up with 90s pop star Vanilla Ice in a secret agent zombie film project titled (laughs) Zombie Plane. So this is like snakes on a plane, but with zombies. With Chuck Norris, and how with- do these? Mu- uh, and it's gonna be Vanilla Ice saying it. It's gonna be on this mother flipping play, and it's gonna be Vanilla Ice saying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Chuck Norris roundhouse cooking zombie heads? <laughs> yeah, off of zombies, it's gonna be the, okay. Oh, so one hundred percent, one hundred percent, there's gonna be a scene where Chuck Norris roundhouse kicks a zombie's head off, and it flies into uh, Vanilla Ice's hands, and he's gonna go oh oh oh, and then drop it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I do have a ice ice opsis Norris synopsis. Vanilla ice ice opsis Norris synopsis synopsis. <laughs> Zombie plane centers on a secret government organization that recruits celebrities to be undercover agents who together must save humanity from an imminent zombie attack. Norris and Ice play themselves. Actually, Chuck Norris plays Commander Chuck Norris, who mentored and trained Ice into becoming a deadly secret agent. But the feature is reportedly full of celebrity cameos with a 90s pop soundtrack, including tracks by Vanilla Ice himself. Jesus. I'm I love this. so for this. I'm oh, God. So do we know? Great. We don't know who's putting this out, do we? I I don't know. I'm wondering uh, if it's but, like on a streamer or if it's something that is uh, that is going to be like VOD or if it's actually going to be in theaters. Um, I will look it up. But zombie zombie plane was shot earlier this year, so it's it's already like in post or waiting Ooh. for somebody to buy it. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't say who uh, where, if it's going to release or where, but I want it. I want it now. With I want ice, it now. With Vanilla Ice <laughs> making music for this, I wonder if he is doing another you know uh rap song or if he's gonna do some metal because i mean he's been doing metal for like the last 20 years yeah yeah it could be there you go all right let's get into some truly sad news true believers yeah Ugh. Mm. this one's this one makes me cringe this is three years this makes me feel but, dirty plus you also did get like the most cringe worthy photo of jc cringy cringe three yeah. years after her previous lawsuit against pow entertainment Thrown out the court, Stan Lee's daughter, J.C. Lee, has filed a new one against the company. The previous suit was an attempt to claw back the rights to her father's name and likeness. This time around, Lee claims that her stake in PAL has been diluted by a series of has not received payment under a previously existing intellectual property agreement but uh it basically boils down to um she wants money yeah and pow maybe uh put up for sale so the uh the suit alleges that cam Singh international holdings which owns pow the majority owner for pow intends to sell the company which would also you know sell the rights to stanley's 
likeness and his name and everything. Don't you think Disney would be like, hey, we want some of that action? Pretty sure Disney would. Uh, yeah. So really, she's trying to get her money in before Kamsing tries to sell Pow to somebody else, Disney, that's, whoever. That's been JC's thing the entire, like, like, like almost her entire adult life. I think she resents that her father made uh, the the characters that he made, uh, or at least the characters that he wrote. I can't say that he created all the characters because they were joint operations, but you know, she's been so upset that these characters that are beloved and now giant money making, like you know, franchises. She's upset that because her dad, like specifically said, I don't want the ownership of these characters because they're meant for everyone. Uh, she hates that because like it's like oh well he could have made so much more money and she doesn't get any of that so it's like be her and kirby's uh kirby's kids like it's it's sad super sad because they want yeah. they want all the money and they don't care that you know the masses can enjoy them the way that jack and stan you know intended them to be yeah it's so sad because like it it tarnishes their legacy yeah. moving forward you know and we've heard some pretty terrible stories from people that were close to stan or in the know in in those circles of how jc comes off so all this you know all these kind of money grab scenarios kind of point towards yeah she's probably not a good person you know all the alleged you know elder yeah. abuse stuff and you know money grabs it's it's just terrible so yeah anyway let's keep it going yeah all right so uh <clears throat> Keeping on the sad and kind of depressing news, uh, Best Buy has confirmed that it will begin uh, to stop selling physical media such as DVDs, Blu-rays, and 4K Ultra HDs in 2024. They will no longer sell them in their stores or online. Wow. Yeah. Variety confirmed the news and noted the company made a decision to quit selling DVDs up to nine months ago. Nuts. Yeah. So, yeah. Now this is, this, again, tying right into, into Forza's thing, too. But you can see, you can see it coming like yeah. i um i think the kid we had a garage sale and the kids like found a dvd they're like can we play it i'm like i don't know i don't have a dvd player to play it <laughs> right <laughs> my computer doesn't even have a disc drive anymore so i was like yeah oh. Sorry, I, I still have this on my table, but you know, a while back with um with nerd culture, you know, uh this was like so so we were watching a um uh a, a, a follow along uh and and it was like Disney didn't have the movie on Disney Plus, which funny enough, oh like three days after we did the watch along, it popped up on Disney Plus uh because they were re releasing it, but could not find and it to save my life. You. I had to go into my boxes and find my my Blu Ray of the Hulk, right? Because we were doing a watch along and I realized I don't have anything to watch this on. Yeah. And and what I had to do was I was like, okay, hold on. My Xbox should have a Blu-ray player on it, right? And I had to download an app in order for the Blu-ray to work. That's how it is now. Like the, the fact that yeah. it didn't natively play the DVD, the, 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 the Blu-ray, I had to put in, uh, I had to download an app so that I could watch a Blu-ray on my Xbox. That's how, that's how much physical media, as much as you want to make it a... You 
you know, uh, physical media is the way that you, like, we, it's how we hold on to things. There's nothing in the world that still uses physical media unless you go out and seek to find it. It's the same thing with VHS. Correct. How I have a VHS copy of the original Star Wars, Whew. right? Yep. I can't watch it because I don't have fucking VHS. Actually, I do now. Jackie, um, Jackie's aunt had a VHS player, uh, and it's sitting in our, our uh, in, in my closet right now, uh, but I have to get a RGB to HDMI adapter to watch it. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, does your TV even have RGB? But Mine that, doesn't. That's funny. No, nor does mine. So. so a spokesperson for Best Buy said, to state the obvious, the way we watch movies and TV shows is much different today than it was decades ago. Making this change gives us more space and opportunity to bring customers new and innovative technology for them to explore, discover, and enjoy. I, I used to spend so, I used to work at like music stores and, you know, Best, not Best Buy, but like Warehouse and, and Blockbuster. But like, I would spend so much money on DVDs Same. and movies, Same. you know, that sort of thing. So it's so funny because nowadays I have like zero money, but like, I'm not buying music or DVDs or movies. I'm like, where's all, where's all my money going? Yeah. <laughs> I think um, my, yeah. I think DVD money going. I think Best Buy was the only like the the last player that had that, that that's been like holding on to physical media. I think everybody. I'm I'm pretty sure everybody else has Target. Target still has it too. Yeah, Target, and Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. Uh, but I mean, like everybody else has been pretty much dropping physical media. Suncoast doesn't exist anymore. Neither does Sam Goody. Sam Goody is gone because everything now is streaming. So like the, the whole yep. thing is like uh, uh, you you can you can you can make the argument that you uh, you know you have to keep the physical media around but nobody's buying it so what is yeah. the incentive for companies to continue making dvds and physical media if no one's per no one's buying it if you have like a very niche market that's buying physical media and it's specifically for like you know if you buy a steel cover movie or something like that right or same thing with games so many games are going to digital copies because the only people who are buying physical media are people who are buying collector's editions right exactly Exactly. Which even now you can buy a digital, like if you buy a digital collector's version, they'll send you the physical media so that you can have that collector's version, right? Yeah. I think it might be more advantageous for a lot of these companies and video games and things like that to go to a print on demand medium rather than mass printing DVDs that are just going to sit there and, and then just lose money. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, you only print, you know, uh, the ones that, um, like if you have like a certain amount of people that buy them, them, then you only print the ones for the people who bought them and that way you don't have all this excess media that is now just it's 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 a waste of money for a lot of these companies now sign of the times man sign of the times yeah exactly all right i don't care what anybody says i am still going to collect my comic books and graphic novels physically oh no i still do that that that, that i still do i i still buy that that's the thing is that comic books as much as it's moving to a digital media right that's not going away because comic books are actually worth money Right, exactly. Comic books appreciate, yeah. you know. So that's the whole thing is DVDs. I've got this right here, this this the, the Green Hulk right here, right. But unless this was like a complete special edition and I rated it and put it in a box, this is worthless. Yeah, this is gonna yeah. be in yeah. a bargain bin for a dollar at some point. Comic comic books, just like records, it's the nostalgia factor of it. Mm -hmm. It really has nothing to do with 
it's more cost effective to to print that and and keep it. It's it's just for collectors. Yeah, and the, and the whole thing is with that because I I love the way that Diamond has been doing it, where if you buy a comic book, they send you the digital version. Because for guys like me, I don't have to do, and, and I guess this is counterintuitive for Diamond, right? But I mean, like I don't have to buy one to read and one to to collect, right? Now I buy my collectors my my collector comic, bag it up, never read it, and then I can read it digitally, right? So. I can read the book still, but I have the physical copy of the book, which is worth money. And for me, that's more valuable because I don't have to put my grubby ass, uh, uh, you know, oil oils like natural oils from my fingers. You don't get you don't get W all over the pages. Exactly, of your comic I'm books. not getting yeah. shit all over my comic books, and it stays in the sleeve. And if I go and get it rated, it's worth more money because nobody's ever touched it. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but but then I can still read that book in a digital format. It's what I love about Diamond making it to where if you because now it's a subscription service with diamond directly right when you get diamond direct you know you can get every book on a monthly basis which doesn't cost very much money now but then in the long run those books appreciate and then you can, I can still read it without having to open yeah, it. indie exactly. comics are the only thing that's that's kind of not in that realm because you still have to you know you're not you, there's not really you're not really getting the same distribution unless you make a deal with 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 diamond on that yeah, yeah. right all right let's keep it going right. got a few more stories two-time academy award Award-winning actor Michael Caine has a career that spans 77 years. As the actor hit his milestone of his 90th birthday, he has announced his official retirement. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Well, Michael Caine. Michael well, it's about time. It's about time, Michael Caine leaves. With 175 <laughs> acting credits to his name. Uh, like Elfie, Italian Job, Sleuth, Hannah and Her Sisters, Jekyll and Hyde, Cider House Rules, The Prestige, Dark Knight, Inception, Now You See Me, on and on and on. Kingsman, Austin so Powers. Oh, yep. There you go. Uh-huh. He was in the third Austin Powers. He plays his dad. The, yep. the, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. The cinematic <laughs> entity that was Jaws the Revenge. Come That's on. That's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Best movie ever made. <laughs> He got a free. Still looks he fake. got a free trip to like Jamaica for that one. Good for him. <laughs> Good on him. He got to fly a plane. The shark still yep. looks fake. <laughs> Jamaica. His final appearance on screen is in Oliver Parker's *The Great Escaper*, a biological film, uh, a biographical film uh, about World War II veteran Bernard Jordan breaking out of a care home to attend the 70th anniversary commemoration of a D-Day in 2014. The film was released on October 6th. I, I, I was going to ask, what is a biological film? Like that's just like it, somebody has it, an imprint it, of a movie on his back. Let's concentrate on Michael Caine, okay? <laughs> so. <laughs> Michael Caine. Good on you, Michael Caine. Yeah. I'm watching this movie, The Great Escaper. It's a great and film. And it's a biological thriller. It's a biological film. <laughs> it's great. Biolo- it's a biological <laughs> film. A biographical, biological film. It's a biological so, film talking about World War Two. And Bob's your uncle. And Bob's your uncle. Off a graphic, rated off for graphic violence. <laughs> right, right, okay. Rated right. off for graphic okay. violence. Oh, okay, we make mistakes. We get it. Michael Caine. Michael <laughs> and, we never, and we never let you live them down. That's just Michael nope. Kane, the way it works on this show. You have a glorious career. Thank you, sir. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, this, is, <laughs> this is almost as sad as if... I don't want to say it. Knock on wood. You know, long live Michael Caine. <laughs> but I mean, it's almost as sad as that to hear that he's yeah. never going to be in another film again. Speaking of sad, how about this impression? Oh, geez, Rick, we got new voice. 
voices. Okay. Huh? I'm, I'm going to need you to do that again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> no, actually, no, no, no. I'm going to need you to do it again. Do it one more time. Oh, please, no. Please, please do it one oh, more time. Oh, jeez, Rick. We've got new voices. Jesus, that's not Dude. supposed to be my voice. That, that's, wait, that's what you think I sound like? Fuck. <laughs> well, now, yes. <laughs> Since certain people have been fired. Is this, is, is this supposed to, to be is, is this supposed to be like a variant version of me? I already have this jackass doing my voice that's not that's in the show. Fucking Harry Belden fucked okay. Rick and Morty has officially <laughs> announced the new voice actors that have replaced Justin Roiland as the two main voices in the hit animated series. The reveal came with a series premiere of season seven. The new voice of Rick Sanchez is Ian Cardoni, and the new voice of Morty is Harry Belden. Then, of course, there are Mr. Poopy Butthole. Mr. Poopy Butthole. Voiced, voiced by actor John John <laughs> Allen. And the, and the Rick and Morty <laughs> fandom has imploded. Oh, yeah. Absolutely has. Yeah. The no thing is, is Roiland, that, no watch. That's the, basically how the, they're the acting. The whole thing, though, is like a lot of um, a lot of like news outlets and like people who are actually reporting on it are saying that, yes, they are audibly different. Like IGN specifically said that they, they, they are very, very different. You can tell it's not Justin Roiland 100%. But the thing is, is that the humor still holds up. The the everything about the show holds up uh, aside from like how off-putting their voices are. But they're saying like, you know, everything still works uh, the same way as it always has. Huh? Now, are you, how are you with the new voices? Because I know you're a big Rick and Morty guy. I am. Um, the, it, like again, it's one of those things where I I I would have been happier with like direct voice matching because it feels like. You know, it's it's a bunch of dudes doing impressions of Justin Roiland, but not fully doing them. Mm. Right? It's like it's right. it's one of those things where like these are guys that would have met Justin Roiland, and he just would have been like, oh, those are not that bad. Pretty good. Keep working on it. You know, and yeah. and, and and like they're not they're not like you know where the reaction would have been. Holy shit! I I'm, I'm 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 and he is out of a job. But I mean, like you know, I would be out of a job. You know, like it's that it's you think of the reaction from the act, right? You know, where you get the compliment of if, if, if they ever need to recast Morty, you're the guy, right? Mm -hmm. Versus, you know, these guys are more like, huh, that's that's not that bad. Keep working on it, right? To not hurt your feelings. Right, right, exactly. You know, so. again, like, you know, my, I'm not going to say my Morty is amazing, uh, but it sounds... <laughs> It sounds a lot. Good. It sounds a lot better than 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 Harry Belden. I mean, I'm not not to not not to take away from him. Again, it sounds like he's he's not necessarily voice matching as much as he is, you know, doing a take on the character. And it's like you should have gone with voice matching. Yeah, you know, because you would have rather them went the journey route, where instead of like Steve Perry walked away, they go out and and find a YouTube sensation from the Philippines. That sounds exactly like Steve Perry. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Journey has a new singer. Right. Because um, it's uh, uh, shout out to friend of the show, uh, James James Durbin. I mean, like he's uh, some of the, some of his gigs have been literally that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like that's that's one of the things that, that I feel about like this character. It's it's you should have gone with the voice match to so that the fandom doesn't sit there and complain about you know things are so different unless you went the route that they did with Solar Opposites, where you make it so obvious that they changed the voice, you know, and and make it a joke.
joke on the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you easily could have done that. Yeah. Now, so. let me point out two things here. This is an advantage that certain shows that have gone through multiple actors can take advantage of. Had Rick and Morty had a season one guy who just had to leave for whatever reason and they went and got him back, that would work. That would work. I mean, there have been there have been cases in certain pieces of animation where they've done that. Um, I'm not even a Rick and Morty fan. And to me, it just doesn't sound the same. It doesn't feel the same. That's like taking Dan Castanella away from Homer Simpson. Yeah. It it who's gonna replace him? Who in the who who in the world? can can do a perfect homer simpson i mean if you just kind of wait around for it you, you'd ever know but <laughs> what <laughs> Woo. That, was, that was pretty good again like again like and that's voice matching right like that's the whole thing is mm-hmm. if you want if, if you want to do this and not piss off the fandom get somebody to voice match now who's to say that this wasn't dan Harmon's intention because that's the thing is that dan Harmon famously likes to piss off the fandom <laughs> he does it on purpose because the whole thing is he said he said it in the past so so when when the whole craze about um about the uh, uh the Szechuan sauce happened and McDonald's mm. re-released the Szechuan sauce and people were pissed because they couldn't get it and it was just like you know they, this whole corporate uh uh you know just thing happened you know his reaction after like a couple of months was if you are still pissed off about not getting Szechuan sauce then you don't understand the point of Rick wanting the Szechuan sauce <laughs> the point was he's willing to destroy an entire universe for something that's trivial right <laughs> so the whole thing is like you know the the the, the fact that mcdonald's is re-releasing this because they're re-releasing it because people are clamoring for it the the, the, they don't know what's going on in rick and morty they just know that something in mcdonald's was mentioned and they want to they want to capitalize on it right whereas you know that's the whole thing dan Harmon is really big on let me mention something see the fan the fandom go crazy and then tell them all they're idiots or it could be some like weird (laughs) like double play like double agent type thing where it's like hey let me get some actors that kind of sound like rick and morty but not quite Rick and Morty. So whatever happens with Justin, we have new people in a new direction. Or if for whatever reason, Justin gets his act together and things get squared away and he does have a path back, we can kind of justify it. Maybe, I mean, again, maybe this is a way where Dan can, you know, appease uh, uh, Adult Swim and getting new actors and, mm-hmm. and, and, and piss off the fandom. And then season eight rolls around and Justin comes back and now everybody is like, oh my God, thank God Justin Roiland came back. Right. You know, well, there's right. another there's another reality we got to consider as well. And that is the likelihood of <laughs> he probably went through tons oh, yeah. of voice matching. He's, like there were probably people lined up who yeah. were able to do perfect yeah. Rick yeah. and Morty's, but they probably couldn't act for shit. Yeah, because I, they said they you, did over a thousand auditions for each. Yeah. Character. yeah. How many spot on Rick's and Morty's do you think he probably had to sadly like, dude, you sound so spot on, but you can't read this line the way I want you to read it. Right. Like you, you just, you're, you sound like Rick, but you're not Rick. Yeah. And because you're not Rick, I can't cast you on my show. Right. Like I'm sorry. I I ad lib everything I do with Morty and it's like, give me a script. I'll do, I'll do everything the same way. Right. You know, like if I read this whole thing right here, the the new voice of uh, Rick Sanchez is is Ian Cardoni and, uh, and, and the new voice of Morty is 
Harry Belden? What, 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 the, what the fuck is that? Okay, then, of course, there, there was Mr. Poopy Butthole, who was voiced by actor John Allen. You know, like, it's it's knowing when to throw in, like, the hesitations and different things yeah. like that. You know, it's, it's you know, it, it's yeah. the reading the line is, it's one thing to read the line, but it's knowing how to read it like Morty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It probably broke his heart to hear so many perfect voices yeah. not able to act. Right, exactly. Sometimes. So there's Rick and Morty. That, that, that's, a, that, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. We got one more story before we get to some Loki. Speaking of time Ooh. jumping, Netflix recently shuttered the long-standing mail-order DVD service that led to the closure of video stores around the world and ushered in the era of streaming. Now, the company appears to be embracing brick and mortar. And they're going to be sending <laughs> DVDs back out to people again. Oh, my goodness. This is so, like, weird and backward. <laughs> <laughs> According to Bloomberg report, quoting Josh Simon, the company's vice president of consumer products, Netflix aims to open a network of stores offering retail, dining, and live entertainment that leverage its TV shows and movies. (laughs) Yeah. No. Netflix has not announced what it, it will be selling at the locations. It's unclear if DVDs or any type of physical media will be part of the inventory. Uh, We've seen how much fans love to immerse themselves in the world of movies and TV shows, Simon told Bloomberg. And we've been thinking a lot about how we can take that to the next level. So really, it's like an immersive thing, right? Yeah. It's like a... It's like uh, going to Disneyland, riding a ride, and then you come out of the ride into the gift shop. Right. Yeah. And all the food, you know, in in the snack area is themed, themed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Disney, a major Netflix competitor, has been in the retail, dining, and live entertainment spaces for decades. Such offerings have not yet been part of Netflix's core brand, but the company has recently been dabbling in these areas. The, The streaming plans to open the first two of these Netflix house locations is unannounced cities in the U.S. in 2025. It hopes to expand the concept in major cities around the world. And I mean, like, so speaking of, like, them dabbling and stuff like this, like, uh, Netflix specifically has a, a restaurant that they're, I think it's a pop-up that they're opening in L.A. Mm. that is um, going to be serving food from their TV shows, from, like, their cooking shows. Mm. Oh, right. So if it's like, you know, you go watch a cooking show and you're like, oh, my God, I want to try that. That's, that's literally what they're doing and also live last one. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jama is I'm, talking with his yeah. kids. I'm checked out because um, she's trying to steal my distance learning glitter sticker. <laughs> and I had, I, have work out a deal. I had to work out a deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's cookies involved and um, a no nap involved, but she also gets the sticker. So I don't even understand what <laughs> I lost. <laughs> Absolutely lost. Um, You'll always lose. So that is it for the stories. Do you guys have any comments on, on what you guys think about this? Or mm, All right, cool. I'm, I'm interested to see how, how this all turns out. Yeah. So uh, if it's going to be like kind of a an AR experience or it's going to be just like a restaurant or whatever. I'm, so I'm, I am curious what they're going to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Fours? Cute. I think it's really cool, but I would just say embrace i would say embrace retro when something goes retro embrace it if you don't own a record player go get a record player if you don't have a region free blu-ray player in your possession go find one and just keep it in the box if you don't own comic books start buying comic books and i'm not i'm not foretelling any sort of doomsday scenario here 
I'm just saying there are going to be times in your life, whether you have no power from a hurricane or, you know, a tornado or, or, you know, a stupid person at your energy company, you have no internet, you have no power, you, you know, and you're just going to need something to do. Or maybe your favorite media isn't on a streaming site anymore. Do you have any idea how hard it is for me to find the anime series Baki the Grappler? I can't find it anywhere. So I need to find it physically. Like it's just that kind of stuff. And I love my collections. I love my graphic novels, my DVDs, my Blu-rays, my 4Ks. I love my physical video games. And I have purchased Retro Systems remade FPGA Perfect, like from Analog. Like if you own physical media, hang on to it, clean it up, take very good care of it. If you're not going to use it for the foreseeable future, put it in a bag and vacuum all the air out of it and store it safely somewhere. Because as we age and as we come to appreciate the things that are from 20, 30 years ago, you're going to want to break them out again because they are part of who you are. So I think Netflix, what they're doing here is a very clear reminder of that. Listen to your vinyls, watch your watch your discs, play your cartridge games, embrace it because once it's gone, it's gone. And huh? scene. And scene. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Eloquently said. Yeah. Thank you. Move on. Thank you. Should you should do you had a little little bit of like hey we lost power and it, it's uh, yeah out. oh yeah that and all my all my, tacos, all my tacos are wet um, <laughs> what, did, that sucks. what did you do what did you do um i did a lot of reading actually so that was no that was most of it. yes yeah no it's it would because i have physical books you know physical novels and things i still do that Champion. i just think it's better i pre-ordered a a book that came uh like a couple days ago so it's yeah it's the whole thing so champion no i i agree champion. with that to it to a certain degree certainly so yeah cool by the way is baki the the grappler on netflix no okay. the later seasons are baki hanma is on there but baki the grappler is not available anywhere and gotcha all right all right. Let's All right. Well, guys, uh, that's it for the news. Let's uh, let's move on because it is now time to break it all down. Break it down. Right. Wow, that was short. Loki, season Woo. two, episode two, breaking Brad Loki and Mobius search for Hunter X5 in the hopes of finding Sylvie, but it seems he and General Docs have other intentions, one that has catastrophic consequences. Initial thoughts going into this season two. What do you guys think? Are you guys enjoying? Loki? I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes. It's amazing. So, no, I, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of like there's, there's things that I'm kind of like expecting to happen, but I'm not disappointed that haven't come up yet because I'm just like, it's too damn good for me to care. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> where the story is going has been great. You know, it's just kind of like again the the way that they're t the storytelling is and the structure in this in, in the story. You know, we're getting little bits of different things as we go on, and it's just mm -hmm. it's 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 great. I I found this the. It wasn't a segue or anything, but going from episode one into episode two, it felt like there was like some kind of time jump or missing piece. Like it felt like something was cut because it was like all of a sudden they're in, you know, tuxedos going through the 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 door. And like, I just didn't expect to, you know, be there with mm -hmm. X5 in um in the sacred timeline, by the way. Right. Living living his best life as Brad Wolf. <laughs> Brad Wolf. I love that character. Uh, so that. Threw me off. So even the title Breaking Brad, that was great. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's so good. So good. Yeah. No, I mean, I was really it it definitely did not go in the way I was 
I was imagining. I mean, yeah. I kind of expected there would be a little bit more build up to, oh, hey, here's Sylvie again. Here's, you know, oh, we're going to get on the sacred timeline. Oh, you know, here's all of this. Oh, people are going to start purging rents. I thought there would be a lot more build up to that. No, it was just straight into it. Right, right into it. By the way, have you noticed like when they do like, you know, what is it? Uh, Bronxton, Oklahoma. Right. They, they have a little. Year, and they say right. like branch timeline. Right. Or sacred timeline. Yeah. Or I think sacred timeline. Really yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, that's yeah. that's part of like the whole reason that he was trying to get Sylvie out of there was because he was talking about how uh, they're, they're trying to prune that timeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask a question I've been meaning to ask last week mm -hmm. as it pertains to Kang. Oh. We've seen Kang in Ant-Man, the right. latest Ant-Man. So we more or less know what he's about. When he's referred to in Loki, he is this ultra uber mysterious like character we seem to have not encountered yet, which is obviously leading up to Secret Wars. My question is, is there anything in the comics from way back when, when Secret Wars was new in the comics, mm -hmm. that pertains to any of what we're seeing right here. Like, is there is anything I could read the comics going to give away what's happening right now in this series? Not, not really. Um, I mean, there are they are taking some liberty with certain things, but I mean, like this whole series is like there, there's not really anything that is like as TVA heavy as this. Okay. I think the answer to that is you need to email into dist. <laughs> and and nerding, nerding at aol.com uh care of Frey Comics and yeah. she'll answer you directly on what I know on what you're yeah, I do not okay. have the I have the knowledge of uh <laughs> she has the knowledge of comics that I have of like Star Wars. So it just confuses me because in Ant-Man, yeah. Kang was a villain. But the way yeah. this is turning out, they're making Kang out to be the next Thanos. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm still, to this very day, he is. asking myself, what makes this dude such a threat? So so power-wise, like like raw physical power-wise, Kang is not that much of a threat compared to Thanos. But mm -hmm. Kang can manipulate time. Kang can manipulate uh, kind of like just time and space in general. General. Uh, and yeah. Kang is a threat considering not just him, but his variants as well. Yeah. Um, which again, different versions of Kang, you know, are different varying levels of threat, right? Um, yeah. because Iron Lad is also a variant of Kang. Oh, so he's a non-mutant version of Apocalypse. Awesome. Kind, yeah, I mean, kind of. But I mean, the, like the I whole know. thing is he has even more control over time and space than, than Apocalypse wow. does. That's so that's kind of what makes him more powerful because he can just stop time and then rewind time and cut you out of existence. You know, like that's that's the threat that King has is he has he has power over a technology that nobody has, you know, the, the same mastery of. Also, okay, remember, also remember. He is the great great grandson of Reed Richards. Yeah, you know, so he is like his level of intellect is is unmatched. You know, like he's literally the smartest guy in the room in every room that he goes into. Yeah. yeah. So it's and you got to remember, it's not just Kang; it's all the variants of Kang, right? That we're dealing with now. So like maybe He Who Remains or the Kang that was in Ant Man isn't the they're mini bosses compared to they're mid level bosses. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. actually, the, what's crazy is. That's coming. Right. Which is what's crazy is they've already established that the version of Kang that we got in Ant-Man was just as powerful, if not more powerful than Thanos, because he had killed multiple variants of the Avengers. Mm, that's well, right. I remember those, those 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 Creed level jabs 
he was throwing in that movie was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, I like it. Yeah, K- Kang, Kang the Conqueror, I mean, there's a reason he's called Kang the Conqueror, uh, is because he, he will go to different timelines destroy that timeline uh and like consume you know basically that that timeline and then move on to the next and the whole thing is he's looking for ultimate power i i I like the idea because in the comics he who remains is not king the conqueror he's not a variant of king he's a completely different character but i like the idea of merging he who remains into king the conqueror and it gives more backstory to that character i i had no idea (laughs) i did not know any of this no i it's really cool. So I don't. I got a couple of Easter eggs from this episode yeah, well, yeah. when they were searching for um, Brad Wolf, Brad. Zaniac. So um, one of the posters they walked by was a Kingo. I saw that Ooh, poster. I I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. No, that's great. That's good. I, I Which love... is kind of cool because it links to the Eternals, right. and nobody really talks about the Eternals. I, I I love that. Like, there's so much hatred for the Eternals, but like Marvel makes a point of you know making it known that they exist in this in in this world. You mm-hmm. know, which means Again. at some point somebody still needs to fucking mention <laughs> this giant body hanging out of the goddamn ocean. They have to do that in <laughs> in the Marvels. They yeah. have. Oh to. yeah. It seems like a joke written for the marvels yeah i again i didn't hate eternals i kind of liked it yeah so it's not yeah no i we need we need more of that Mm because it's a really 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 interesting concept and idea and more of this kind of weird philosophical metaphysical stuff needs to be explored right in Mm -hmm. in marvel i think Mm -hmm. i i think that's the intention behind a lot of the things that they're going after but just there's there's between like all the stuff happening in the pandemic and now all the strikes happening and everything like that like it's just there's there's a lot of gap that i don't think they intended for there to be when they were doing all mm-hmm. this you know which again this is probably why marvel going back to something that we talked about earlier probably why marvel is reassessing their whole kind of like writing and um and showrunner uh thing that they have going on because it's like we need to make this more cohesive man yeah. exactly exactly oh, i can you know what i appreciate and totally agree mm-hmm. you know what i appreciate about the show they mm-hmm. tell the story story while the actors are like running you know it's like the plot yeah. line is moving as the actors are moving right you know and like in the middle of a chase scene they're just like dropping little bits and bobs of of the storyline he's like he's like um don't you want to live your life or something like that i think brad said something about like don't you want to know who you were and like it's just interesting how we're getting bits and pieces of the story that's moving it forward right you know as the action's happening and yeah and i feel like that's good use of the 40 minutes 45 minutes of this of the episodes okay. very much so i noticed that about Buffy. yeah very much so yeah all i'll say is that that pie looked amazing oh <laughs> yeah like that, uh, weird that made... artificial green color it looks delicious that made that... me want key lime pie yeah yeah we might have to do a key lime pie something on Ooh. the show okay can okay. i can i tell you what bothered me about that scene what yeah they were eating this weird gelatinous key lime pie thing with spoons and i felt like that was the weirdest <laughs> thing I'm like you should be eating a pie would, with a fork and have even expect. better they Hold were on. forks you're you, not eating you, soup you don't eat forks 
James, are you are you admitting to us on the internet that you don't eat your key lime pie, let alone your pumpkin pie, with a fork or with a spoon, spoon. or a spork? I do not use a spoon because I'm not eating soup. I, it's got to be a record. fork. Or, as everybody knows, we are in pumpkin pie season, which is also known as hand pie season, where you don't even need to dirty up a fork. You just pick up the pumpkin pie with your hand. You know, I don't have an issue eating pie with uh. a spoon because you get more pie in the spoon than you do in a uh. fork. For the record, I also eat pie with a fork. Thank I you, mean, I, I eat it with whatever so. potential you put in front of me, but I mean, like, I'll eat it with a knife. Well, I mean, to. yeah, but if I had to pick, <laughs> It'd be a fork. Yes, exactly. Well, because we're adults. We're men. I am so like I'm, I'm, I'm so a... I'm so glad that our show is filled with diversity, where people can eat pie with a with a spoon, enjoy you know what? You secret can eat pie however and you eat want, indoor. and it does not matter <laughs> because no one will judge you if you eat pie with a fork or, or a spoon or a spork or a knife or chopsticks. <laughs> you know, hey, whatever. Look, technically, I'll judge you. I might not say anything. But <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, well, you know, and everyone and, and, will be judging you harshly. You, but you have we to will be not careful. say anything about it. But we, well, we may give you like... <laughs> I I don't want Graveyard's beard judging me. That's 100% true. 100% true. You do not want the beard judging you at all because the beard will send you to another dimension. Do not do it. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid of that beard. I'll tell you that right now. You should be. that beard, it, it's kryptonite. You it's should a be. potato. And... <laughs> that beard boils my potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> That beard can be defeated is, with mashed potatoes. I can just throw some like, you know. It can be defeated with a latka. Steamy hot scallop potatoes at that beard, and he's powerless. You can stop yeah, it with on. a latka. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Yeah. <laughs> All I have to do is throw a hash brown at him. It's fine. Exactly. He gets <laughs> up with breakfast food. It's like a so, full hash brown. Yeah. Let's all Tater relax. tots. I'm just pelting tater tots at it. <laughs> so, so I got a question for you guys. How... How did it feel to you guys to see Loki whip out his Avengers one powers? It uh, it felt very satisfying to see him. It was great. Yeah. To see him bust out those powers. Like as soon as he gets to the sacred timeline and he starts using those powers and then starts doing the shadow copies and all that stuff. I was like, Oh my God, I've been, I, I, I did not know I was I, like how bad I had been waiting for this. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I like, like there's a guy like Loki, there's a guy running from you. Why aren't you pew pewing him? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Right, exactly. And I, I think I audibly said that, and then and then he, I was like, okay, well, <laughs> like blast him. There you go. Yeah, you have. They magic. wanted to get him to talk. I think they just wanted to see what he was gonna do. Yeah, he didn't have to kill him. Just maim him a little. Yeah, just maim him. Uh, who are we, the Joker? <laughs> well, I mean, he does sport the green very well. Strong. No, no, no. It's Frey's favorite version of the Joker. I mean, it's Frey's favorite character in general. Yes. It's her favorite. Yeah. Favorite. It's her favorite. Her favorite. Favorite. How are you all feeling about, Um, I, I think it's, there's something else happening that we're not seeing, but it's right in front of us. Like, Mobius keeps having these weird lines of like, you know, like he's walking down the hall and he's like, where am I? Where am I? Where am I going? And they, they end up in the, in the pie room. The Yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's or like, very. Like, we got to go see Ouroboros and I, I like that they were have both you met like, Ouroboros what's he like he's like I don't know if I've met Ouroboros I, I like that they were both like uh I was following you no I was following you well, we might as well go get, yeah. go get pie <laughs> Yeah. Right. It's very yeah, what? it's, it's I a whole so. thing where I don't know if he's remembering like people, everybody in the TVA is suddenly with 
all of the events with He Who Remains and Civil at the end of time that they are suddenly kind of getting this trickle of memories just kind of flowing yeah. in ever so I missed it like their I just thought he's been wiped type thing right and he's some, he's kind of remembering some of that and That's like his past life got? As, yeah as a very I just I just thought he was so pissed off that he just got unfocused. Like that's I, you know it that's could have been said, that too. No, that's you know that's that's a valid interpretation because yeah, he was like I, super shaken and he was like super pissed off and I was real focused on that. I'm like, damn, like I, I definitely think the he whole got, he got go get pie shook, kind of thing was very I, yeah. It never occurred to me that you know like they forgot where they were. I'm like I, Loki knew where they were, didn't he? Mm-mm. He was just following. That's why he goes. I'm just following you. Right. They were yeah. basically following each other. There's something that literally me and Jack he did the other day it's almost like there's this weird like muscle memory that he didn't know he had and all of a sudden he was just doing something he's like why are we here even when they met ouroboros for the first time or when loki met ouroboros for the first time he was like he's like mobius how long has it been and mobius kind of faked he's like three four and ouroboros is like three or four hundred years he's like nobody comes Nobody comes down to visit me. It's almost like people forgot he's down there. Yeah. Right. It's it's odd. I just it's, think it's weird. It's like there's something of, it's also like it, I think it's also a plot hole where, you know, he mentioned like I haven't seen you in like three or four hundred years. Yeah. But, but they you know, make a, they make a point of time not working the same way and time not being time. Did you notice know. when Loki was in the past and he was creating new memories for OB that they were basically playing the Bill and Ted phone booth game? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I I knew exactly that. Like I noticed that exactly. It was just like, yeah, he was just, hey, yeah, no, uh, no, I kind of remember, th- remember this now. Yeah, I'm remembering yeah. it now. Okay, here, no, wait, here's the thing, and the thing is right here. Oh, right. perfect. And he's right. like, he's like literally he's making for Rufus to show up. And he's like literally right. making a MacGuffin as they, <laughs> as they're talking. Right. Uh, I'm interested in in Obi. He's super interesting to me. Doctor Jones. <laughs> Doctor Jones. Doctor Jones. E- even like how people are just like, wait, you know, what's his name? Um, what's the name? Casey. Casey was just like, yeah, you, you wrote the handbook. He's like, oh yeah, I wrote the handbook. Like, like why doesn't anybody know he's down there? Yeah, it's it's really it's interesting. I don't I don't know who's again. I and that he's so integral to like keeping the TVA stable mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, given yeah. that. Th- then you you have to look into like like just kind of read into what his name is though because like Ouroboros is new beginnings it's right the cycle. So it's the cycle it right the, cycle. the new beginning so I mean like I think he has something to do with all of this I think mm-hmm. in the end I, I and this is again just just a guess uh, I'm probably gonna have to put this on on the nerd out now uh, <laughs> that in the end um, or the beginning what well no 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 in the like by the end of the show um, the pruning of the timelines and and the whole uh, timeline happening I think I think every Every couple, like, you know, maybe a couple thousand years, the timeline resets. And that's what mm. they're experiencing is basically they're probably overdue for a reset because of them doing the whole sacred timeline thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think that the, 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 in the end, like the entire universe needs to be reset. I think that's something that's going to be a realization by the end of the show. It's not going to get reset because I think that's what the events of uh, Secret Wars is going to be. Is them yeah. resetting the timeline. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. He gives me a key maker from Matrix 2. Very much so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
And I also think he, back to what you were saying about him essentially being the, he is the stability. Like, I I really think his role in this season is like, it all, like he knows everything. It all comes back to him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think he's, he's like the R2D2. His, his mind is never wiped. He remembers everything, new memories and old. That's what I was thinking is that he doesn't get wiped for whatever reason. Mobius and the other TVA, you know, agents have been wiped or something. But it almost made me think, I think I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. I'm like, it's okay. What if if Obi is a version of Kang that we just don't understand quite yet? I'll do you one better. What if Obi... Is the creator of Miss Minutes? Exactly. I think he is. No, I think he is. I 100% think he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I think they're looking he's... for Miss Minutes, but I don't think they need to find yeah. Miss Minutes. At this point, they've got OB. They don't need Miss Minutes. Well, we know Miss exactly. Minutes is going to show up again because there is a scene in the trailer where you get this like creepy Miss Minutes in the dark thing. So at some point, they're going to find Miss Minutes. Um, the, the, I don't the... remember her taking off in the first season. What happened to her at the end of the first season? The, 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 it, the, there is no explanation on that. So, I mean, it's kind of. Like she's so. just okay. randomly missing. Uh, and again, it's because, you know, the, the sacred timeline has been like messed up. So, I mean, yeah. he's been going in between different timelines. The TVA obviously is not in the same timeline because there's different timelines within the TVA as well. So it's it's very, um, again, it, it, it's it's very weird and off-putting. But I think that's the intention. Is that That's, that's what they're trying to do. Because they, yeah. they want you to be confused. I, I think that's one of the big things in this is they are intentionally trying to have you be like, I need this explained I don't know what the hell is going on, and it's all going to mm-hmm. pay off down the line. So did anybody find themselves hungry for their childhood McDonald's during this episode? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Heck yeah. I can I can fairly easily go to my childhood McDonald's, so no. <laughs> but <laughs> I did. I could drive Mc- like maybe about 20 minutes down the street, and it's well, there. Like, re- remember, so. the still there. Remember, Shadoo didn't exist in the 90s, so. <laughs> I did not, nor am I a big fan of mcdonald's yeah so james james i know you and i were eating mcdonald's in in 1985 even the cup like when brad when they're sitting inside and brad's like swirling the cup i'm like i remember swirling the cup yes you know and eating an apple pie oh so good oh it's so good not with a spoon though how dare you but i mean yeah it's it's i (laughs) what i remember is the styrofoam uh uh containers oh my gosh yes like the yellow one the yellow um, styrofoam containers yeah for your uh for your big breakfast yeah well just all of it the big the breakfast had the white styrofoam um the The, McMuffin hot cakes and sausage had the tan one right Mm -hmm. the the um the mcmuffin had the yellow Mm -hmm. uh yellow container and i think some of the burgers came in yellow containers yeah i think big mac had a yellow yeah like a yellow container yeah i remember the styrofoam stuff back in the day if Harmon can bring back szechuan sauce marvel (laughs) can bring back the styrofoam and old style (laughs) mcdonald's uh they will not 100 will not happen and i mean even if they do it for a short run because styrofoam is terrible for the environment and mcdonald's does not want to do that so yeah don't rain in our parade (laughs) the whole reason mcdonald's got rid of it the grocery store that's the whole reason (laughs) that mcdonald's got rid of it (laughs) oh my goodness so uh 
I like this episode. It was great. I yeah, it was amazing. I like the good cop bad cop thing they did with with Loki and Mobius and in, in the I don't know what do you call that room that they were in the, the time prison. Room. I don't know. Time yeah. prison. Yeah, I thought that was super cool. I don't know what's going on with Sylvie though. I don't know what her purpose is anymore. And maybe she knows she knows the truth. She knows what's going to happen, and she's avoiding yeah. it. Yeah, she's, she's picked like... a timeline to hide, and she's enjoying her existence. And it's funny because I feel like Sylvie is playing the role of what Mobius wants to be. I think Mobius, in his heart, wants to get to a simpler time and just get his sea do and enjoy life. And I think Sylvie enjoys her 1982 McDonald's. I really do. I believe that. The question is, where's Loki with this now? Do you, do you guys think that Loki is feeling detached from her or do you think he's still kind of fawning over her i think he's still kind of fawning over her but at the same time because it's funny because you know like they mention something that we kind of all joked about as uh in in season one right is the weird you know self-relationship thing happening with Loki, right right? it's like you know (laughs) like yeah uh you're pretty much dating yourself right and mobius brings that up and is like well yeah he's got this weird uh the relationship with himself and it's kind of hard wow. to explain i'm still waiting for him to say wow he didn't say it in the first i know season. i want him to so bad I, I i episode six he's gonna go wow <laughs> just because you know can, everybody's been waiting no, for I, I am going to save most of my predictictions for saturday yeah. uh, or or but, or 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 save mobius, them now so i can steal them mobius doesn't <laughs> we don't get a wow from mobius at all in this um in, in in season two but we get a wow from deadpool in deadpool 3 because he is going to be in that movie right we get a wow from a mobius variant we meet yes because yeah, because like i said if uh, mobius is supposed to play a big role in deadpool 3 so i have a feeling that when deadpool meets mobius he's gonna go wow Wow. Wow. He's going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Don't don't worry about it. My quick prediction on Mobius, they're gonna we're gonna see like where he came from. And I think we see it in this in the clip that we're running is when Loki pops into a uh some kind of sea do or or jet, jet ski. Shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jet yeah. Shop. I, yeah. I I'm think that's that's, that's gonna be Mobius. But yeah. I think he's just gonna be a normal guy. Like probably and that's where they pulled him from. And he's just like, I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to be normal. I wanna do this, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's right, the origin of Mobius though. I think that's like where they actually plucked him from. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, interesting. Anyway. Yeah. So let's rate it. Let's rate it. All right. Should do. So I am going to episode? go for nine. Nine slowly collapsing boxes. Yeah. Out of Good. 10 delicious artificially colored key lime pies properly eaten with forks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. I dig it. Every time I get to share a screen with this man, I am I am rewarded. <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is a rewarding experience. I am loving every oh, minute oh, of this. Oh, I love it. Good. Fours, what's your rating? I am going to give this eight and a half swirling McDonald's cups <laughs> out of ten. Wow. <laughs> wow. James, wow. what is your rating, sir? Um, I will also go nine. I will say nine um, non-OSHA McDonald's five-minute breaks. <laughs> yes. 
That felt weird. Um, out of ten uh, Kingo posters back in 1977. Hmm. I love right, it. I love right. it. Uh, I am also going to give this nine inappropriate Your relationships with yourself. Original. Come on. Yeah, mm. no, nine wait, inappropriate relationships. Nine inappropriate relationships with yourself. Okay. <laughs> Out of, 10, out of 10, out of 10, when I think about you, I touch myself. <laughs> but again, <laughs> but again, their relationship is adorable, no matter what it is. It's still inappropriate for you to have a relationship with yourself. That's like, oh, yeah. Is, is that like a, I mean, is, is that like a, like a next level masturbation that's going on with them? <laughs> I, look, it's it gets into a whole philosophical question of is the alternate universe version of yourself still yourself? Variants or are is people it, too. Yeah, but I mean, or like, is you know, it a completely different person? Are you takes, shaped by your experiences, <laughs> or is there something in here? It takes a whole new meaning to go fuck yourself. It, it does. Well, I will. <laughs> but, I will I mean, go fuck myself. <laughs> I mean, you really got to ask the question: Is Sylvia Frost Giant? That's the question. Is Sylvia Frost Giant? No, if she's a not a Frost, because you have a Loki who's a Gator, you have a Loki who's a Wizard, you have a Loki yeah. who's a you know our Loki who is a Frost well, Giant. Right. So know, I mean, Sylvia is what? We don't know if Loki is necessarily a Wizard. You know, you could find out if uh, you know you can find out what where we think Loki possibly is, and all the different variants of Loki. Uh, on I see when I get to my uh, uh, oh we're not uh, there yet we're not there yet so oh, I, I see where I you're going I see where you're going uh good direction good direction uh but that's not we you're 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 ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You're ahead of the all game right. because hold it, hold uh, before it. before we get into that, you know, uh, we 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 really I, and again, I appreciate the, uh, the the moving, but you jumped ahead like two because oh. uh, where we are. Uh, I mean, you know, also maybe at some point, you know, the 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 channel and that show may have some possibly merch. We got merch, people. <laughs> I was waiting for it because I knew he was he was going that direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got merch, people. Hats. We got hat for thirty five dollars. And if you want to buy yeah, one hat hats, for thirty five, if you need a variant hat from another timeline, we'll sell it to you for thirty each. Otherwise, we got shirts. You can have uh, what is it? The distance nerding logo shirt. You can have the character shirt. All you got to do is DM us at distance nerding. Uh, get your size and your in sh- your address, and we can ship it to you for twenty five. Or if you're here, Sacramento, twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, back? yeah. And if you live in Florida, it is a extra five dollars stupid charging. There you go, Florida <laughs> yeah. man. Uh, of course, if you uh, are interested in more than just regular distance nerding merch, like you see on the screen, uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to luchorillas.com. And you can get in on that beautiful Lucharilla merch uh, shirts like the one you see on me right now. Hold on. Boom. It's the, the Nerdorilla shirt, right? Uh, so got, cool. Hey, look at that. Uh, right, look at that. Nerdorilla on the back. Woo! Right, so if you want to get down on the Nerdorilla guys, uh, or the the bump boxes, or the uh, um, you know uh, bottle card. openers, memory cards, uh, supposedly we're gonna be getting tumblers pretty soon, all that kind of stuff. Ooh. Head over to LuchaRillas.com and get in on that merchy goodness. Should do. Ooh. All right. So if, if you had merch, where would we find it? He forgot the schedule, oh. but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so okay, uh, you know, I would need to somehow figure out when to release least that merch possibly when you could say i might need i'll a... tell you when you shouldn't release it you shouldn't release it on mondays because we got game streams <laughs> on monday from 8 to 12 
a.m. on Mondays, young Phil is playing video games, making making fun of everybody. I'm just kidding. He has he's having a good old time. Uh, what are we playing? What are we playing this week? Uh, so we uh, we let the chat choose what I was playing on Monday. Oh no! Uh, and funny enough, the chat chose yeah. Call of Duty for uh, for the first half because um, the beta was out for uh, oh. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three, oh, and cool. so I played that until about ten fifteen because the beta closed. Right, uh, mm-hmm. and from there again, the chat voted, and we started Assassin's Creed Mirage. So, what if nice. the, what if the chat votes? and we say Super Mario Wonder you play on Monday. Then that means that either Fours or Graveyard are going to have to take over, which Graveyard's, you know, not able to play because he's working. Fours, I don't know what you're doing on Mondays, but... Sleeping. Yeah, he's I'm probably sleeping. sleeping. Yeah. Well, you just may have to him. go get a Switch, young Phil. No, what um, the real question is, <coughs> is when is the chat going to ask young Phil to play Bluey? That's the yeah. real question. <laughs> Oh God, James! If you buy the game, oh, I will play it. Man. If you buy the game, I will play it. Hell yeah, you will. One hundred percent. If you buy the game, I will play it. That's so good. That's so, uh, good. so yeah. If, if you Mondays guys, game streams from eight to twelve. I was gonna say yeah. if you guys Woo. haven't checked out the streams as well since we're, we're affiliate now. Uh, we've got the AI in there now. Uh, multiple different characters. On on Twitch, on Twitch specifically, a uh, the I just updated the AI last night, uh, and now there's a whole bunch of like memes that you can put on screen, oh. right? So you can like put on put, put your memes on screen. Uh, I uh, updated for a, a guy bunch who was complaining and making fun of Loki having relations with his variant self. You are way into your variant AI. Look, it's I'm... so funny though. Like the 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 the, the, the shit that you guys <laughs> make me say is cracking me the hell up. Did you not hear the saw one that he did on Monday? No, because James wasn't in the stream on Monday, but I mean like he normally is, he was not there. And we must work. It's actually it's actually funny because uh, uh a whole bunch of people were in chat talking shit because they were like, "Where's James?" Yeah. <laughs> they were like, "The one time he's not here to talk shit." You know, they were like, "He's gone. What the fuck, man?" Uh I like the man. But being in the now, there actually was demand for you to be in the in the stream so they could talk yeah. shit to you. Uh See? but <laughs> But um, uh, Graveyard wrote my AI, wrote the Jigsaw AI uh, to play a game that I had to eat pickles or my dick was going to explode. So Tuesdays, let's get to Tuesdays. So Tuesdays. (laughs) The download right now, 6.30 to whatever time it gets a little squirrely talking about pickles and dicks there. I don't know. What's <laughs> going on. Get all your nerdy news on Tuesdays at the download 6 30 PM Pacific standard time. And then Thursdays we're doing the build from 6 PM till 8 PM on Twitch and YouTube. We have a guest this week. We do. Carissa Grant is coming back on. She's uh she's got a new Kickstarter. Oh. So she's going to talk about uh, uh, her new Kickstarter, uh, which by the way, just to mention kicks, since we're mentioning Kickstarters, um, friend of the, show uh christy shin. christy shin uh her kickstarter just got just fully funded so uh, Ooh, we, nice. we helped congratulations christy yeah we helped put her awesome. um her her street or, or her uh her kickstarter over and i'm very very happy with that so i will totally amazing. take credit for that that is amazing <laughs> she got a big boost after the show so amazing awesome yeah so, know, she was she was amazing yeah i'm, I'm very happy that she got she got funded so fully support it yep <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. All right. Congrats. All right. Hey, uh, f- 
is that did we just got through everything fours are you gonna you're you got a busy week right as a matter of fact i do yeah talk you, will, you don't have to talk about anything quite yet but i just want to make sure you plan to document your your journey good sir i'm gonna try no, no. do or do not there is no try there is no try you are okay. gonna do just, because just make sure you really, us, just make sure you uh you you go by what elise says because she did kind of outline what you can and can't record so i'm just excited for you and i'm excited to follow your journey good sir and like if, if we wanted much. to i know that's all i'm saying if we wanted to follow that journey theoretically where could we go oh my goodness the segues they've been you on really can't all night follow the journey however ladies and gentlemen i am fours fx saber sound designs for the moment you can find my work on saberfont.com if you get yourself a lightsaber from places like i don't know kybercave.com or vader's vaults or custom dark wolf sabers.com go to saberfont purchase a sound font from me or somebody like Juan Sith or Harry Solo Fonts and put that sound font on your saber, light it up and just enjoy the absolute heck out of it. I promise it's going to be, you're going to have a good time. Now you can catch me here on Tuesdays for the download. And then you can join me and the Husbeard graveyard Fridays on Kyber K productions, YouTube channel for our segment called beard in the chair. Been having a blast about to start a whole new journey tomorrow with a friend of the show, but I will see you next time right here on distance nerding. And until then may the fours be with you. Uh, you and your fucking catchphrase. I'm, I'm <laughs> so jealous. I need to make something as good as yours. Shadu, tell everybody where they can find you. All right. I am SHDU Studios here on YouTube and on Instagram. I do short films, music, and other nerdy stuff. I am also on Frey's channel. Uh, we have a series called Classified, where we take your favorite pop culture characters and place them into their respective D&D classes. We also have a companion series called Journals of the Classes, where we go through each of the D&D subclasses and their classes, I guess. Well, it's each of the D&D classes and their subclasses. Uh, we will have a new episode of Journals Classes coming out this Friday. It will be on Druid, so have fun with that. Uh, also, we have a backlog of Classified Drills classes. Uh, we did a Classified last week on John Carpenter's The Thing. We were in horror for this month for obvious reasons. Uh, also, I am in the distance learning sphere, as you can see. I am on the download on Tuesdays, the build on Thursdays, and I'm on Kyber Cave Productions for the Saturday morning Nerdcast. Nice. So James, what's the uh, what's the end of the line here? End of what line? There's no end. It's just a circle. It's okay. a circle. Right. It's the snake eating itself. Oh, yeah. The it is an Ouroboros. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, but until the then, love of God. <laughs> if you have something you want to discuss, tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in the Facebook group, The Distance Nerdington Post. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you really want to support us, if you really want to get up there and help us out, the best way to support us in any way is to go to distancenerding.com. Head up to the top of the screen. You'll see a little button that says buy us a taco and you can buy us a taco. Be a part of the taco party ladies and gentlemen be as cool as so many other people that are out there that uh that, that, that support us and help us along our way so that we can continue to uh, to try and entertain you the best the way that we can and also to uh uh to to, to get more prizes and, and give more things away uh another way you can support us now too is if you do follow us on twitch you can now subscribe to distance nerding uh and that gets you in on things on the twitch stream but also uh i'm going to be doing uh prize giveaways on twitch specifically in the game streams once we hit certain certain subscriber numbers 
so guys, that's another way to support us. Uh, head over to distancenerd.com, buy us a taco, join the taco party, or head over to Twitch and subscribe. Follow and subscribe, and uh, and that'll get you chances to win prizes. Ladies and gentlemen, Ooh, if you want to connect us, you can do this over Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Threads, YouTube, Discord, MySpace, Vine, GeoCities, Friendster, Second Life, AIM, Farmers Only, Christian Mingle, and OnlyFans, where, Phil, what can we find on the OnlyFans? Only pictures of Aaron Watson's feet and mandals and beard. Um, specifically now, it's going to be people throwing tater tots at the beard. Tots. Exactly. Mm. Throwing tots, all... all the tots at the beard. <laughs> And all of this at distance nerding. And speaking of distance nerding, if you are interested in us, I don't know, breaking up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your significant other, your pet, your schoolyard bully, annoying neighbor, or, you know, you could just tell us how much you enjoy us or really hate us or wish the internet would confuse us. You can send us an email. Ready? I'm going to do this for the first time. Send us an email at dist. I could go for a Big Mac in a styrofoam box. Actually, absolutely yeah. could. I, yeah. if, if I, mean, I could yeah. go and get a Big Mac right now, uh, I would. Oh, I mean, I can, but good. I. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. I had you know, I had burgers for dinner as well. And also being cheap. remember the apple pie. I like how you said burgers in plural. Yeah, I like. I, I, well, I had. Well, no, one, no, no, no. But if you get but... an apple pie, you have to eat it with a spoon. And snerting, you know, at aol.com. <laughs> oh. And we'll read it right here on the air, like the guy who hijacked Force's email. The, 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 right, the, just the random, yeah. <laughs> Thank random, you all. Random person, we, we don't know who they are. Nope, you know? not at all. Hey, everybody, thanks, and keep nerding. Nerding together. together. together all to right. Together. Well, it is, <laughs> it is now time for the dance party. Nailed Ladies it. and gentlemen, let's get this going. It's time to dance and have some fun. Uh, where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? Shadoo! Oh, he just went ham. Oh. Slow it down, Shadoo. You're going to pull a hammy. <laughs> <laughs> Distance nerding. production of the distance nerding podcast and time for tacos media for more content follow us on facebook instagram twitter twitch youtube and tiktok all at distance nerding if you enjoy our content please leave us a review on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts thanks and keep nerding together